Arizona Boomer Radio brings you Straight Down the Middle, Arizona's only Internet golf show. Straight Down the Middle is produced by the Boomer and the Baby Incorporated in partnership with GolfMix.com. GolfMix is your place to read course reviews written by recreational golfers just like you. Learn about the course you're going to play. Check out Golf Mix before your next round. Now it's time to hit it straight down the middle. Four! Straight down the middle. It went straight down the middle. Then it started to hook just a wee, wee bit. That's when my caddy lost sight of it. That little white pellet has never been found to this day. But it went straight down the middle, like they say. Whack down the fairway. It went smack down the fairway. And it started to slice just a smidge off line It headed for two, but it bounced off nine My caddy says, long as you're still in the state, you're okay Yes, it went straight down the middle Fine away And this is Straight Down the Middle. It is a special edition of Straight Down the Middle, live from the Fiesta Bowl Hole-in-One in the Arizona Biltmore Resort Hotel. Uh, the finals are going to be going off before too very long, and we're going to have some folks coming by to uh, visit with us, possibly some sponsors and some of the players. We had a gentleman out here yesterday. They got three holes in one in one day. And I'm Pete Peters, and I'm here with Mr. Kirk Kitzinger. How are you this yeah. morning, or this afternoon, Kirk? Good afternoon, Pete. I'm doing well. We are here on an absolutely spectacular day at the Arizona Biltmore, sitting here right by the side of the ninth green at the at the Adobe Course, where this could be a memorable, life-event-changing day for someone today. Uh, one shot, one million dollars. How does that sound? Wow, that sounds that sounds really, really good. I don't I don't know if the odds of getting that are as great. As hitting, uh, as winning the lottery, or if it's uh, if it's easier to get the hole in one, I don't, I don't know which is easier. I I would think the hole in one is quite a bit easier. Maybe a, a little more nerve factor goes into getting the hole in one, but uh, the uh, the statistics you see say it's a one in twelve thousand thing for the average golfer to get a hole in one, but. It has happened before here. Yes, yes, it has, absolutely. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot here for uh, just a second, Kirk. I, I need you to uh, kind of let people know what's what's coming based on the information you have and maybe give them a little history of the uh, of the Fiesta Bowl hole-in-one contest and so on. Uh, I've got to step aside for just one quick second and make sure that I've got some other connections going. So if you would do that, I'd uh, greatly appreciate it. That'll be great, Pete. I'd love it. My pleasure to share a little information about this great event. This event has been going on since 1984, so we are almost 30 years into the Fiesta Bowl hole-in-one. And uh, today we are going to have about 52 shots taken at the hole-in-one here on the ninth green. It's going to be about a 145-yard shot, and if somebody makes a hole-in-one today, it is their day to collect $1 million. If there are no hole-in-ones, there are... Four other great grand prizes are going to be given away today. 
the, by the uh, by the Fiesta Bowl. The first one is a 10-day cruise to anywhere in the world, provided by Holland America. The second prize, a seven-day resort vacation to any of the destinations provided worldwide by SearsVacations.com. The third prize is a one-year golf membership to either the Arizona Biltmore Golf Club or to the Wigwam Golf Club. And the fourth prize is a true national twosome card and a full set of pink clubs with a custom-fitted bag. So that will help somebody uh, with their game quite a bit. And having a true card will give you a great place to play for the next year. So today, to get here today, there's been 11 qualifying days. It started, the event started here on November the 1st, and qualifying has taken place every day out here at the Biltmore. There have been at least three qualifiers each day, and to get to the finals here today, you had to either finish in the top three on your qualifying day, or anybody that did make a hole-in-one at the qualifying setup is eligible to be here. And so that's why we have approximately 45 people are going to be here taking a shot, and a total of 52 shots added here today. There were some players actually that qualified more than once. Pete, as you mentioned, there was one gentleman that made holes-in-one on three separate days out here. Now that is the golf guys looking down on you, right? I've been playing golf for a good number of years, Kirk. Uh, I started back in the... And uh, I have been close on a couple of occasions, but I have never had a hole-in-one. I've rattled one or two off the pins, but they ended up being 20 feet away because I, I was spelling it. It was lucky to be on the green and hitting a pin at all. But uh, actually being uh, talented enough to actually try to get it in close, um, it, has, it has eluded me so far in all the years that I've been playing. And for one person to get three in one day is absolutely beyond belief. Now, that might be, now, as mentioned, referencing the Arizona lottery, for the lottery, it might be easier to win the lottery than get three holes in one one day. I think so. Absolutely. <laughs> I, that I would agree with you. Absolutely. I, like you say, Pete, I have never yet had the uh, pleasure of a hole in one. Uh, come close, as a lot of us always have. And then we walk up and you see that ball on the green about six inches from the hole, and you say, just for the few inches, why, why couldn't you get gone in? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, there's obviously some skill involved, and then there's a little bit of luck involved, too. You've got to be lucky enough just to have those last uh, few inches, a couple of feet on your side, and watch that thing disappear. But uh, let's hope we see one disappear for somebody today, and there will be some there will be some noise go up here if that happens. That's for sure. Well, it's nice we get a, we get a bird's eye view, so to speak, uh, or in this particular case, it would probably be an eagle's eye view. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So uh, we'll, be, we'll be able to watch it. So if anybody uh, does put one in there, uh, we might be able to sign as, and, and attest to the fact that we saw it. Well, we are, we are right here to watch it. We have the, we have the best seat in the house, that's for sure. And uh, they're going to be hitting straight down at us here. And so if we see one coming close, you're going to hear about it as it's on, as, as it's in the air. Absolutely. Well, I, uh, speaking of the best seat in the house and having and, and getting this and getting this all set up, I certainly would like to thank uh, uh, the people at the Yes to Bowl uh, Hole in One uh, event uh, for making sure that we could get up here and helping us get up on the on the internet, the Wi-Fi, and everything. Uh, uh, Mallory's just on a, a yeoman's job getting us getting us situated, getting us here. And, She's going to be bringing us people to talk to and, and so on. So I really do appreciate everything that Mallory's done. So wherever they found her, they found a gem. Boy, I, I, I echo that absolutely, Pete. I'll tell you, after being out here for a couple of days at the event, you realize what it takes to put this on. And 
the people or like uh, Mallory and, and Chris who organizes the event just to coordinate all of it. They have a they have a, many many wonderful volunteers that help put this on. And like any large golf event, if you don't have a great staff of volunteers, you can't make it can't make it anywhere near as successful. So they have done a done a great job. They've been incredibly accommodating to us and. Uh, it put on put on a great event for everybody this year. Well, you were here with uh, with Golf Mix, and I, I failed to mention that when we came online that you are actually uh, work with uh, John Bloom at Golf Mix, and uh, Golf Mix, as we say in the intro, is uh, the website where you can go and find out what uh, players just like yourself are saying about golf courses, and you can you can put your own. Uh, uh, you can put your own opinions up and talk about courses, and then you can also uh, visit with. Uh, uh, visit with the players via the internet as far as what they have had to say about golf courses, so you know what you're going to be expecting uh, before you go out to a golf course. That's exactly what we're we're about at, at Golf Speed is uh, having golfers go online, tell your fellow golfers about a cor- about all the courses you played, uh, write a review, short, long, brief, whatever you're comfortable with. Uh, provide provide ratings for the courses on the criteria that we set up: value, pace of play, course conditions. It's a great tool and a great asset to have when you're looking for a place to play, and especially for those visitors who are coming here from out of town or maybe you're taking the first uh, opportunity to try out a particular course, always means a lot more when a fellow golfer has told you what it's about uh, versus just uh, just going out there cold and seeing what it was like. Right. It gives, you, it gives you a little bit of advanced knowledge. That's always nice to have as far as what you expect when you get out there. If you if you're uh, if you need to load up your bag with water balls because there's a lot of water, or <laughs> if you if you need to take your uh, your your desert rock clubs because there's a lot of desert, whatever the case might be. That's that's one thing exactly, Pete. But you know, you mentioned and people should keep that in mind when they come out here. I see a lot of people come out here from the Midwest and they get their nice shiny new golf clubs that have never seen a desert area in their life. And all of a sudden, they come onto uh, a gravelly area, and that uh, that seven iron can look a little different after one spot in the desert. So it's uh, definitely a good idea to have one in your bag. That's uh, yeah, and you only need one. That's all. Just, just to get just to get it out of there. That's right. That's <laughs> just right. Get it past the rattlesnakes and the cactus, <laughs> or the cacti, as the case might be. Well, it's uh, it, as you said earlier, it's a it's a great day out here today. The, the sky's blue, the sun's shining, the grass is green. There's no wind to speak of. Uh, so if anybody gets a hold of one today, it's going to be pretty much uh, uh, unaffected by outside forces. It's going to be just whatever they've done with the golf club that's what strikes the ball. That, that's absolutely absolutely the case, Pete. As we're sitting here looking at the hole today, uh, the kind of the setup of it is the players are looking at the back pin position, look like it's the back center pin position. Uh, so as we all know who play, uh, the tendency on those back hole locations come up a little bit short, so people are going to keep that in mind if they – as they tee it up today. Uh, the million-dollar shot is set at right around 145 yards. Uh, pretty, but again, with no wind and a very accessible green, uh, players are going to take a look right down straight at it here and see what they can do. Well, it's uh, and it is a little bit of an elevated green, too, from uh, from the fairway level, so you've got to take that into consideration. You've got to maybe take an extra half or maybe even a full club uh, to get up and back. So uh, that's that's certainly that has to be something that has to be considered on your shot as well. That's always one of those things, and especially you know if you're sitting there thinking about like like this, and you only get one shot at it, uh, you sure want to make sure you've got enough club. That's the, right. The last thing you want to do is pure one and find out you came up five yards short. I would if I had a shot at it today, I would rather know that I hit it 
a couple of yards past the hole and give it a shot, just like that. Uh, the old maxim on uh, on putts: ninety-eight uh, percent of them that you uh, leave short don't get in. That's, so, that's right. So that's right. The, today, the, if you're going for a million dollars, you want to make sure you got enough club to get the, it. The hole never moves to the ball. No, no, sir, it does not. <laughs> the other one I always hear is never up, never in. <laughs> never up, never in. That uh, that couldn't be more true than in this game. That's for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, I'm. Looking to see if Mallory's got somebody coming along over here that's going to be able to visit with us. Looks like they're doing some photo work over there with the uh, with with the committee. Uh, why don't we kind of run down the, some of the names that we have that they've given us uh, as far as who some of the contestants might be? Now, how are they? Did you, I know you were talking to them earlier when when I was over there doing a few other things. Uh, how are they setting it up? How is are they setting it up by day or are they setting it up by uh, just uh, luck of the draw. What uh, what's the process? What it, what it looks like here, Pete, is they're pretty much the order of play today is going to be on the day you qualified. So the people that qualified on the first day are going to play first, and then they're going to kind of move down the list. The, the qualifying started on November the first, and they actually were qualifying this morning. So there were players qualifying right up through uh, this morning at twelve o'clock. So. The players that on November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd are going first and then right right on down the line to there. We do have, I believe it's four players that actually qualified on multiple days. The one gentleman that we mentioned, Brian Pervades, is his name, that had hole-in-ones on three different days. So he will, and he qualified on another day as well. So he is going to be, he is going to have four shots at this today. They don't give you four back-to-back shots. They space it out throughout the course of the play. So, and that's what they've done for Brian here today, as well as anybody else who qualified uh, more than once. They will be spread out so that nobody gets a chance to hit back-to-back shots. And believe me, believe me, that would be a, a huge advantage for someone if you got to hit four shots back-to-back. Like anything, you kind of get in that groove and you have that feel of the club in your hand, and it's a lot different versus just walking up there one time having to hit one shot. Yeah, you can you can find it uh possibly with on your second or third, maybe maybe even your fourth. Um so it it's uh it's something that you can it's it's something that you can uh maybe uh draw draw a little bit of uh, experience there and, uh, and the experience of having the, the first and the second shot. Uh, and and if you sh- and if you shanked one, if you shanked one of the first ones, you can shake it off, so to speak, hopefully. Uh, but then again, it can it can it can ruin you too. I mean, it could be the case where you shank one, and you got to oh my goodness, I got I got a case of the the, the S word here, and yes, yes. <laughs> and proceed to dump three more right after it. But it, it, it all depends on what you get started with. And uh, that's the one thing about today is for the people that are only getting one shot. Can you think about that for a second? And we've we've all felt situations in our life on the golf course where you've got to make a five footer to win the hole or win your match or something like that. And uh, some of the palms might have a little little perspiration on when you when you're doing that. This is one shot. You know, players may come on and hit a few balls before, I would imagine, but uh, step up the tee, step up to the tee, and make 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 your best effort at it one time. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I tell you, uh, I, I'm. I'm Kind of one of those people. I, I don't take a lot of a lot of warm up on the range. I, I figure whatever I've got with me that day, I don't want to leave it anywhere. I just want to take it to the first tee and go with it. So I I don't know. Maybe I'd, in a case like this, maybe I'd go hit like a dozen golf balls just just to get to the, the swing a little loose. But beyond that, 
I'm, I'd have to say I'm, I'm ready to go. Just go take, a, take a thrash and, and hope for the best. That, that would be my approach also, Pete. When I play normally, I don't like to warm up with more than, say, 15 or 20 golf balls. I'm like you. I feel like every good shot I leave on the range is one less I pass to the course. Absolutely. So, so I better take it out there with me. And uh, Plus, I think my tendency on the range is once you hit too many, I start trying to swing too hard, trying to do too much with the shot. And rather than maintaining a kind of a nice smooth tempo, which uh, works out a lot better for me if I just uh, keep keep the number down on the uh, on the practice range. One of the other interesting things about the the field here today is that we have four prior champions of this event in the field, and the gentleman who won last year, in fact, is going to be with us. And I can give you all the names of the uh, the prior winners here. The gentleman who won last year is named David Reeder, and he's from Glendale, Arizona, and he's going to be here as well as Robert Tiller. He won in 2008. Uh, David Reeder, by the way, also won this event in 2004. Uh, Bob Straub won this event way back 15 years ago in 1997. He's going to be here today. And we're going to also have Nathan Janicek, who won this event in 2010. So there are some folks here who have been through this before, and I would imagine that certainly gives them a little bit of a a little bit of an advantage on the least on the nerve side, having having been out here on this Sunday to try it once once again. Well, I was I was very interested in uh, reading on the uh, on the internet early on uh, when I was uh, looking at this event that there's only in the finals there's only been one hole in one in the final. Did you see that? I, I, did I, I did, see that right? I did see that right. You you are exactly right, Pete. And in fact, there were ten exactly ten years ago. And so maybe the, maybe the time has come for for another one. Uh, sure. It's like we're talking about when you think about the odds of this. It's in a sense amazing that there has been one, but uh, with only thirty or forty of this year, fifty shots. Uh, but uh, you know, you, you never know. You never know. I was, uh, in, you know, doing a little looking and looking at things in the past uh, last night and things about million dollar golf events. Uh, the uh, PGA Tour player Jason Bone actually got his if you will, his career started due to a million-dollar golf event. He, 20 years ago, he was a uh, a player at the University of Alabama. He was on their golf team. Right. And he uh, went out to try a, a million-dollar golf event and made it through the qualifying and got to that day, and he made a hole-in-one. And he was he was an amateur at that time playing, playing for University of Alabama, and the prize there was $50,000 a year for, for 20 years. And the rules at that time were that he had to uh, forfeit his amateur status to collect the prize. Well, that, that I think for most people, it's a pretty easy decision, right? <laughs> <laughs> no decision for me. <laughs> no, there'd be no decision for me either. So uh, he did just that. But he did say that uh, that afforded him the opportunity to take his shot at going on tour because he didn't uh, have the sponsors or any anything like that set up, and all of a sudden he had a $50,000 check coming to him for 20 years, and he knew that gave him a chance to go out, try the many tours, get himself going, and uh, many years of success later on the tour, and a couple PGA Tour wins to his credit, and he's had, he's had a great career. So maybe not in that sense, but today certainly could be a life-changing event for someone if they uh, if they uh, get that ball to, to, to disappear on the green. Well, you know, it's amazing. We, we talk about the fact that there's what – 40-some uh, players today with 50-some shots. Um, and what, are the, what are the chances of having a, a hole-in-one out of those 50 shots? Uh, I don't know what those odds are, but when you take a look and you say, what are the odds of having a hole-in-one out of all the myriad of shots that have been taken for this whole event for 
for the last uh, 10 days or so, uh, all of a sudden, it, uh, I don't know if the, if the odds change uh, or if it's if, if it's each day is a a separate entity as far as figuring the odds. If the odds are one player, one shot, if 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 that's the odds that you go with, I, I don't know. I don't know anything about figuring odds. I don't know anything about computations and permutations and all that stuff. So uh, it, it's just be interesting to know uh, what the odds makers the, the, would would say, what the mathematicians would say. Well, I think um, the information again that I saw suggests that. For a normal golf, for an average golf round, an average round of golf is about 12,000 to one. Are you mm-hmm. odds of making a hole in one? Now, naturally, that's going to come down in a setup like on the qualifying days here at the Fiesta Bowl hole in one because you're allowed to hit as many golf balls as you would like as long as you want to keep purchasing the golf balls. So once you sit there and hit 10 or 20 balls, then you're starting to get a feel for the distance and you're starting to kind of get a little group to your swing that's going to make that chance go go down quite a bit. In in talking to Mallory this morning, she said that there's probably been over 100,000 shots taken um, in the qualifying days. So that in and of itself tells you why there have to be many, many holes in one that have let let us up to this point today, and there have been some some 35 or so holes in one during during the qualifying days. So uh, I think I think that because definitely have to come down. Uh, the qualifying shot also is only at 125 yards, so uh, a little different than going back to uh, 175 or 190 yard shot makes it makes it a little more doable for for anybody. But uh, I think those odds definitely they go down on the qualifying days. But today I think you're looking at probably more of those typical odds that uh, that people would expect just in a normal round of golf, and then probably compounded by a factor of something because of the pressure of what you're trying to do today. Right. Uh, what kind of a hole-in-one story do you have as far as anybody that you – have you ever known of anybody that a hole-in-one that you knew personally? Or I, I have a couple of my best friends I do have. Uh, I have one friend, actually, that did make a hole-in-one in the qualifying here one day. Uh, he didn't go on to win in the in the final, but that actually is his only hole in one in life. Now he's counting it as hole in one, and I think that that's fine as far as I'm as far as I'm was, concerned. Did he, did he have a golf ball? <laughs> was it a golf hole? Yeah. Uh, did he hit it with a golf club? It's a hole in one. And it went in. It's a hole in one. <laughs> you better believe it. That's the only criteria I need. You better believe it. I do have one friend that made a hole in one in one of the uh, rounds of the Arizona Amateur Golf Tournament. And we're not sure if that's the only one that that's ever happened, but uh, that did happen to him a couple of years ago, and I got a call from him on the way home. He was pretty, pretty excited about that. I have never actually been in a group where, where somebody has made one. Uh, my, my closest uh, that I remember was uh, when I was, oh, geez, I was in my early 20s, and it was one of those deals where you win a car if you get the hole in one, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it was at the course I played at in Michigan, and it was actually the last hole of the day. It was a shotgun event, so we were finishing on a par three, and I had just proceeded to uh, pre-putt the prior green, so I was not in a great frame of mind walking up to that last tee. And I hit one, and it was into the sun. I couldn't really see the ball. And uh, the kid up there watching for the hole in one, up by the green, starts jumping up and down and gets all excited, and I thought maybe it had happened, and here I was, Looking a new, uh, looking a new car in the face, maybe, and the ball actually ended up six inches dead behind the hole. And, wow! Uh, so uh, that was 
that was my closest uh, shot to, to, to fame, and, uh, fame and glory from that standpoint, at least. Well, I, I had, a, I had a, an interesting situation. I was out late one afternoon here in Arizona when it was hotter blue blazes, and I went out to play, uh, get on my golf cart and, and go to play, and because I, I could play as fast as I want, get in and out uh, in, in the afternoon. And I, I hit one that was it was tracking. It was just absolutely dead on. It was perfect. And it's rolling to the, I can see it rolling to the hole, and I'm sitting here all by myself on the tee box saying, please do not go in. <laughs> <laughs> it, did. it did not. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully, it, it did not. But one of the strangest things I, I've ever been uh, aware of is years ago we were playing in one of those uh, uh, events where you, uh, in a scramble event, uh, over in uh, Southern California when we lived out there, and there was a uh, an automobile dealer who put a car on two different R3 holes. And uh, he went ahead and, and put them up there, and this one foursome came through, and one of the guys in that foursome won the car. And they went to the next, they played through the golf course, and a different guy in the same foursome won the car. So this foursome had two holes in one, they both won a car, but the strange or the sad thing about it is the dealer was self-insured. He didn't buy the insurance because oh, he said, oh, the odds are so long that nobody's going to get it, and he lost two cars. Oh, my gosh. Two automobiles. That is an expensive one. Oh, his, sale, his sales manager must have been really happy when the quotas went up for the sales. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we've, uh, and I've looked at that in, in a couple of times in the past to see what hole-in-one insurance does. Does cost for an event like you say, where you have typical typical event where you have fifty or hundred people out. It's not that expensive. No, and no, I purchased it, it myself it, for a tournament good, that I put on. Yes, yeah, very, 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 very reasonable, uh, and it reflects like we were talking about because the odds of the typical offer coming through making hole one on a hole on a specific day are pretty remote, and normally they require you to be at a certain distance, sometimes even over one hundred seventy-five yards to right. qualify for the. Uh, for the hole in one, so uh, you can, you know, you can reduce the chances even more. So, well, typically, what you do with that is, is the the uh, you get a, a car dealer if, if it's going to be a, a Buick, you get a Buick dealer to pay for sponsoring the hole, and then they in turn that by doing that pay for the insurance. Exactly. 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 I think I think Mallory may have somebody here to. Uh, what you? Put those on there, Robert, if you would, please. I like I like this man. He takes off his he takes off his hat and he's got a hairline just <laughs> like mine. We share the same barber. <laughs> exactly, Gillette. Exactly, <laughs> Mark Three. <laughs> yes, absolutely. A little of that this morning before I left. So anyhow, Robert, you. Uh, You've been here before. I have been here before, yes. 2008, I qualified for the finals. Very nice. I was fortunate enough to put one about three feet away and win a uh, nice uh, chopper motorcycle. Wow. Yeah. Are you still riding it today? Um, I have not ridden it. I sold it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you're not a motorcycle guy then? Uh, despite the appearance, I am not a motorcycle guy. <laughs> the appearance. They enjoyed it, though. The the gentleman that um, donated the motorcycle to Cherry, uh a charity, uh, Sucker Punch Sally's is the name of the company. They were so kind and so nice. And the gentleman looked just like me. He had a shaved head and a bullpup goatee and said, you look just the part. I said, well, I don't know how to ride a motorcycle, so I guess we're out of luck. Yeah, yeah. So, no, they were great to us. So. Well, that's wonderful. So what uh, 
back then? Uh, what did you hit, and how far was it? Uh, it was about the same distance. I think it was 150, 155 yards, and they had uh, the wind was against us. So I hit a seven iron. I hit a knockdown seven iron. I hit it a little too thin, but thin enough. Thin to win. Thin to win. Yeah. yeah. It actually rolled over the cup, so it could have been a million dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. How close was your wing shot? I think it was about three feet. Three feet, and the second place was maybe five or six feet. So people get it pretty close around here. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty friendly pin position here for you today. Is that where it is? Kind of sitting in the, the back of the green here and uh, in, in the middle. So, uh, yeah. The key, I think, is going to be making sure you have enough to get it, get it back there, up on, up on the shelf back there. Absolutely. Absolutely. In the year I won, I was the only one to make it to the hole. Okay. Everyone seemed to underclub or hit, and if they got it to it, they were just wide or they didn't make it to the green. So yeah, right now you've got a little gentle helping wind, it looks like, from, yeah. from out there. Well, I'm now noticing the flags. It seems to be a yeah. It is crossing. It is crossing. You're right. I don't know what we're gonna do, but um, I have enough club. I think I have a six, seven, and eight, and we'll see what happens. Get back there and then see whatever feels right for you. Exactly. And I, is that? I believe that's the tee back there. They have it off the actual tee pad, so it makes it a little different for you if you've played this course before. Now, what are you? What have you done, or what are you going to do? Are you gonna warm up at all before you go out there? I've actually warmed up already, and then I have a friend here who who drives in from LA and likes to play this event. He qualified, so he's down there. I shared a bucket with him, and he's still hitting. But uh, I got done. I'm warm. Uh, it's a little chilly out here today, so I might take a couple practice swings, but I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. About to get two shots at it. Two shots. What's what your thinking on that? Well, I guess I'm number three, so that's the guinea pig shot. Uh, We'll see what happens with this wind. And then I'm number 35, so I'll have a good look at it after that with some people hitting the ball. Do you think you think there's a possibility that you might change club one shot to the next? Well, if I'm the ball 35, that's going to be a half hour to 40 minutes because it takes a while. Sure. A minute or two sure. a shot. So the wind could totally change between the first and second. So I'll have to gauge exactly the first one, what it looks like, and then the second one. But I'll take I'll you know, all things being equal, wind about the same, direction the same, Would you? And, and based on where your ball lands, you think you'd make consider changing at that time, or just based on how well you hit it? I think it's based on how well I hit it. I was just talking to my father about that. I think I'll probably go with the 7-iron, depending on the, the wind. Um, but if I do hit it flush and hit it full and wherever it goes, if it's if it's a good distance, I'll use the same club. If it's not, I might have to club down or up. Mm-hmm. But Very good. We'll see what happens. If the wind's against us and it's down, it's an uphill shot, I might have to club down. Sure. sure. Rob, this is always obviously I mean, something you've been involved with, with a number of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us some of your strategies or how you kind of approach qualifying days to get us to get you to the finals here. I've been doing this. This event's been around for more than 20 years, and I grew up just a couple miles away, so my dad would cut, bring me down here when we were when I was younger and we'd hit it. But I'm involved in the festival. I'm actually on the committee, so I'm a committee member. I help set up. I help volunteer for the event as well. And... <clears throat> When I come out here, I generally watch a lot of the guys hitting because when I'm at a station watching, everyone, any ball that goes in usually hits and rolls in at all. No, it doesn't really fly in. It happens, of course, but so I just try and hit knockdown shots in there, try and roll them up. There's, a, you know, the risk that you hit a ball in front of the flex and you're in trouble, but right. when you work and you see the green and you see how far apart the balls really are, that's kind of my strategy, the best way to do it. No, uh, I've never been out here to cover it, nor have I played in it. Yeah. So my so my question is, when you hit your shot, uh, do they take your ball off the green this, and, yeah. and leave it as wide open green for the next person? Absolutely. Yeah, they sweep it. Where on the actual qualifying days, there's so many people hitting, we, we let it go for a while, but then we sweep the green when we have to measure it. But here, 
there's a lot of money on the line, so uh, they want you to have the cleanest shot possible. So it's conceivable on the qualifying days your ball could hit off somebody else's ball, and uh, it's, it's very conceivable, but we have you know, people watching on the green. We're making sure that if something's in the way, I mean, they see it, so if the ball does hit and go in, it goes in. But if the ball has been stationary for a while and someone hits that ball and it goes in, that's not a home one. Gotcha. So, it's only the one that was acted on. Yeah. The most recent one acted on by the club. Yes, and we have we have uh, watchers down at the green who are making sure and confirming what balls are there, and they'll know. There's yeah. always an eye on the balls. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah, it's a great event. Well, we're going to let you go. We certainly appreciate you taking the time here, and uh, good luck today, and may- maybe you can come back and talk about what you're going to do with a million dollars. Well, uh, that would be really nice. I'd love, to, I'd love to come back and talk to you gentlemen again, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, good you, can, you can buy everybody a couple of beverages. I will, yeah, this is definitely one where if you hit a hole in one, you'll buy everyone in the shop a drink. There's no doubt about it. And you can afford it that way, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's great. Thanks, guys. Well, Thank you very much. Nice to meet you. Nice, nice to meet you. you. Take care, guys. Good luck to you. Mm-hmm. Bye. Well, that was fun uh, talking to this gentleman. I wish him well. I hope he, yeah, hope he does well. Well, absolutely. He's, uh, he's definitely a veteran of this event. And so if anybody... Knew what to expect, knew how to get here, and might be the one to make it happen today. He would be, he would be, no doubt about it. Uh, what, what, what time does it say? What's the? Uh, where's my clock here? Uh, like uh, the whole. Uh, uh, let's see, we can. What's been going here? Oh, it's one thirty. So we're uh, we're looking at the the thing getting going in uh, what a little while yet. About a, about a half hour. Yeah, about there, a half hour before it goes. Shots are going to start, Pete. In fact, as we're sitting here, there's some. Uh, players who are just playing the course today prior to the event. And exactly like what Rob was saying, most of the shots I've seen so far today have come up short. And uh, that is probably pretty typical on a par three with a back pin position. And like you said, the wind is maybe across to slightly against, and so that might be working against them a little bit. So I would think that's the tendency we're going to see today, that most players will leave the shot short and uh, the one that can get it back there to the hole is going to and get it and get it online and get it close is going to be the one that's going to have a chance to win today. Well, I can see where the team markers are, where the where the, uh, the A-frames are down there on the fairway that uh, that they're going to be uh, going uh, teeing off from. Now that's that's the location that they come to this green on, and there are some other options as well now. Uh, where where do we think those options are? Do you have any clue? I see a blue flag over there across the way, but I think everybody's pretty much going to decide to come here, don't you think? I think so, Pete. They are setting up an option for if someone doesn't want to play for the million dollars, they can shoot for $50,000 on a shorter shot, and we'll see the exact setup of that here shortly. Uh, but uh, my feeling is if I was out there hitting the difference between, say, 125 and 150-yard shot, why not go for the whole thing, right? Yeah. Lucky is lucky. That, that's right. He's going to take the same amount of luck, and then a whole heck of it, a whole heck of a lot. So uh, go for the go for the whole thing and say you did it. That's yeah, right. Absolutely. No doubt about it. That seems like the, seems like the way to go. Let the, let the chips fall where they may. Once, yes. you know, let, the, let, the, let it fly and let the golfing gods help you with the decision. Well, I tell you, they're going to have a nice little uh, crowd of people here to watch today as well. As, as you mentioned, there's a number of the people from the Fiesta Bowl are here. You can see a number of the people here from the committee in their, in their yellow jackets. They have some of the uh, Fiesta Bowl uh, princesses are here from the Fiesta Bowl court. So they'll be keeping an eye on things. A number of the volunteers have their Fiesta Bowl sweaters on and the uh, red, orange, and, and yellow colors of the Fiesta Bowl. There's a number of people here 
keeping an eye on things from the restaurant nearby. And I imagine once things get started here in a little bit, there's going to be people are going to start gravitating towards the screen and get a little better to get a little better look at things as uh, as things happen here today. Yeah, I wonder how many people are expecting here today. I didn't ask that uh, question, Valerie's, but uh, I, I don't I don't know how many they normally get. Do you uh, have any idea? I, I, I do not, Pete. Uh, but if you're within the sound of our listening voice, as they say, and you're interested in a little, little, uh, in, if you're in the Biltmore area and looking for something to stop by and see for the next hour or so, this is this has got to be pretty fun today. If you can get here in 35 minutes, make make your way over. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, a perfect day to be outside. Grab your favorite cold beverage and watch uh, watch golfers. And I imagine we're going to see swings of all shapes and sizes. To, uh, for the players here that, that got them here. Because if I, that was the thing I kind of realized a couple of days I went and hit some qualifying shots. Uh, you know, it's not all, people shouldn't feel intimidated. It's certainly not all scratch golfers that are out here trying to do this. It's every every golfer, every every shape and size, every kind of golf swing you can imagine. And the, the qualifying is just set up at 125 yards with a, a straight shot right to the green. So there's really no trick to it. Just just get it up there, and so I would imagine today the group of golfers we're going to see may uh, may reflect a little, uh, shall we say, some diversity in their golf swing. <laughs> Absolutely. Speaking of diversity, are there any ladies on the list? I do not believe so. Uh, let me take a quick look here, though. I didn't see any last night on the uh, on the computer, uh, and I do not believe so. I think we have all all gentlemen here today. Um, so that's a good. That's a, there's another good reason for next year for all the all the lady golfers in the area to come out, come out and give it a shot. And the odds are the same for them as they are for the men. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. It's one golf club, one golf ball, and one swing. That's so, right. Uh, and it's like I said, the qualifying boys set it 125 yards, so they make sure that the distance is not not an issue for mm-hmm. for for most players out that's there. That's true. That's true. Oh, I thought I thought Mallory had somebody else coming over, but not yet. Like she's. Uh, rounding a few of them up right now, maybe. So, uh, oh yeah, our, our sign blew over there, Rudy. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. All <laughs> you Throw a few of those out there too, in case anybody. So I'm, I'm wondering if. Uh, Maybe we should go over and bring back a beverage. Well, that probably would be a good thing. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> we'll be we'll be here for a little while. A little while this afternoon. It's going to be it's going to be exciting, as as Rob alluded to. Um, once it starts to get on a little bit, you know, once you get those first four or five or maybe ten players, and like I said, they're not only playing for the hole in one, but they're playing for some pretty nice prizes. I mean, when you're talking about a couple of vacations, you're talking about a a trim card with a set of golf clubs. Uh, it's not just uh, not just all or nothing here today. Somebody's going to, four people are going to walk away with some pretty pretty nice prizes. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about a one year membership to Wigwan Golf Club or Arizona Biltmore. That's that's pretty that's pretty good golf for you for the next year. So not only do you have to be thinking about uh, do I want to do I want to try to win the whole thing, but you know once you get down the list a little bit. And you know the number that you have to bring it within. It's, it's kind of like anything. It's like when you go to a uh, if you're doing a golf event and you have a close to the pin and you see that proxy up there on the green, you pretty much know what you have to beat. And when we get down to the end of the list here today, 
people are going to have a shot at some pretty good prizes with only, if you're hitting 35th or 40th or 45th, you know you've only got a handful of golfers behind you, and uh, you have a pretty good chance at that point of making that one shot worth something. Absolutely. Let's, uh, let's go through this list real quick. Uh, the first on the list is a 10-day cruise to anywhere, anywhere in the world, or two, provided by Holland America. Uh, next, one is, next one is a seven-day luxurious resort location for two of your choice uh, destination worldwide, provided by SeriousVacation.com, a one-year golf membership to the Arizona Biltmore Golf Club or the Wigwam Golf Club right here in sunny Arizona. And uh, the fourth one is a true national twosome card uh, with a full set of ping clubs, driver through putter, and the custom bag. So that wouldn't be bad either. I mean, especially if you're a golfer, to have those uh, those golf options. Those are those would be pretty good. And that that is all a pretty good list list for me, Pete. I'll tell you that. A uh, couple of vacation, vacations and a couple of nice golf packages. That's a that's a good collection of stuff. And uh, somebody. There are going to be a few people that are going to be real happy when they walk out of here today, that's for sure. Well, I'd be happy with any of them, whether I was going to go on a trip, uh, a cruise, or uh, go play some golf for a year. I would be more than willing to do any of those. So uh, we certainly hope that somebody might be able to pull um, pull those together and, and, and have, a good, have a good time with it. Well, having a place to play for a year uh, with a with a, a free membership that's a that's a nice benefit. And needless to say, out here at the Arizona Biltmore, you have you have two courses, and uh, they are real traditional style courses. You see a lot of you see a lot of grass when you're out here. Um, out at the Wigwam, you've got great courses out there as well. And uh, Troon, the Troon card obviously would give you a lot of choices on where to play next year with all the true properties in town and uh having a new set of clubs to take out there would be a pretty good uh pretty good way to get the year started, that's for sure. Well where do you play, uh Kirk, when when you're uh when you're out and about and uh you're playing a little golf, where do you normally play? Do you play here at the Fillmore? Do you where do you, where are some of your favorite courses here in uh in Arizona? Well where I play I, I where I play a lot, Peter, I do play over the T P C a lot. Um I do I do I do work there a couple of days a week as a start, so that that gets me out there every once in a while. Um I've also played for many years at the at uh, Dobson Ranch down in Mesa. Uh the news the, the Mesa Municipal Course. Uh it's a uh I've played in their uh, men's league down there for many years. It's really a great group and some good good competition and, and a lot of golfers that play at an equal level, so I I played there quite a bit. And for all my other rounds out here, the, route, the courses that I might get to, you know, maybe just once a year, geez, there's, there's so many. I live kind of up in the North Valley. I used to play at uh, Tatum Ranch a lot before before they went, went private with it, but I, I played there quite a bit. I played uh, some of the courses in the North Valley a lot. I played uh, Legend Trail quite a bit. I played uh, Carolyn quite a bit. I played out at Talking Stick. I really enjoyed the South Course there. That's one of that's one of my favorites out here. So uh, that is the one blessing we do have out here with over 200 some courses. You are never short for options on on where to play. Uh, needless to say, at this time of year, it starts to get a little more crowded with winter uh, visitors coming in, and uh, needless to say, the rates, the rates do go up a little bit. But uh, the weather can't be better than it is today, and it starts to turn here at this time of year. So. Uh, good time to sit down, take a look at your options, 
And uh, when when you do that, uh, when everybody does that, go out and tell everybody about it. Put a, put a little review on golfmix.com and let your friends know what you ran the golf was like. Well, this is a good time for you to give us a little golfmix.com commercial. So why don't you go ahead and do that while I try to set something up here on the computer, if I can if I can see it in the sunshine here. Yeah, the sun is kind of at the, at the wrong angle for your computer there today, but that, I'd, I'd be glad to, Pete. Uh, golfmix.com is... Uh, We've quickly made it into Arizona's leading golf golf course review website. We've got some uh, 2,300-plus golf course reviews on the site, and uh, there's a course page up there for every course in Arizona, and so if you need a little information about any course in Arizona, it's a great place to go. And more importantly, what we have on the site is um, the reviews from golfers like you, me, and everybody who who's played the course, where we ask golfers to rate the course on a one-to-five-star system rating on the key things that we're interested in in golfers, the value, the pace of play, the conditions that you found, the course design, the amenities, all the things about the course. And what's really important on top of that is to get the written feedback from everybody where you can read right in front of you what somebody said about a course, whether it was a day ago or a month ago. And you can see uh, exactly what somebody thought about, about where you want to want to play. Uh, it's a, it's really a great resource for people in Arizona who are looking to play a course. Maybe they haven't been to for a while, or for visitors coming to Arizona for the first time, or perhaps coming back after being here several times and getting some information about courses maybe they haven't been to a while, maybe they've never been to, or maybe somewhere that's one of their regular places and they're trying to find out uh, what it's going to look like what it's going to look like this year. So what we're trying to do is really create a great online and in-person golf community for the everyday golfer to have a better experience uh, when when they're playing. Find a golf course that really matches the kind of play that you're looking for. One of the things that we do on Golf Mix is we ask everyone to indicate probably what their average score is and how often they play. And the golf experience for somebody who's a scratch golfer versus somebody who's a 20 handicap. Uh, they, they might be looking for different things in a golf course and kind of how they perceive a golf course and what they're looking for in a golf course is going to be a lot different between, uh, for those two players. And so if you find someone on there who plays a similar game that you do, I think that's going to help you a lot in terms of what that, what that golf course is like. It's, uh, it's one thing to read a, read a review that might be dated in a golf magazine or something that they, that uh, was written many, many years ago. But when you can read something current from a golfer like you about a golf course, that, uh, that, tells you, that tells you a lot. Well, I know for a fact that I've, I've certainly looked at on uh, golf mix with regularity to see, some, to see the reviews that are up there and the reviews that have, that have been written. And I know that there are there's a wide range of golf courses as far how old they are, how long they've been around in Arizona, uh, their style, whether it's a desert golf, target golf, uh, whether it's got trees on it, whether it's tight, wide open, whatever the case might be. And and one of them, and I'll, I'll plug this course right now today because it's a place where I play with some degree of regularity when I, when I was playing, and that's down there at uh, Tom Legering's course, Sun City Country Club. It's a, it is the original country club in Sun City. It's got big, mature trees, uh, somewhat tight fairways, and small undulating greens. It's an old-style golf course, and there's no desert rocks. It's an amazing little golf course to play. And I say little because it's not long. But what it lacks in length, it is a par 72, and what it lacks in length 
it makes up in uh, demand. I, I have played there as well, uh, Pete, and you're exactly right. It, it, it's narrow fairways and, and tall trees, and so for a summer golf course, it's really good because you do have the benefit of the shade of those trees. And, I, again, I think it's one of those kind of golf courses that golfers at any level can really enjoy. If you're a, uh, a, a, a beginning golfer or a golfer that doesn't play all that much, uh, it's not going to be a course that really beats you up. It's going to be a course that you can feel comfortable being out there on, trying to learn the game and trying to improve the game. For the uh, more experienced and maybe more a highly skilled player, it's a course, even though it's not a long golf course, it is a course that's going to test you. It's a course that's going to require you to keep the ball in the fairway, get those small greens, and uh, make a few putts while you're on the green. So that's one of the things that I think is a good measure of, of – uh, of a golf course is that it can be attractive to a player that is trying to first get comfortable with the game as well as the experienced and skilled golfer can also find a challenge on the course as well. Uh, I think uh, a lot of courses that we've seen in recent years tend to go too much the other way and the course gets built so hard and so difficult and uh, you get too tight and too much desert area and you don't feel like you're not really enjoying the game and you're not having a chance to play on many shots, you feel like, you know, like you say, you're always kind of hitting it off, off the gravel rocks in the desert. And that's not what golf is about. It's about having fun and having a chance to make a few shots that you can take home and remember with you. Well, absolutely. I, I've played a, uh, several courses where, uh, and that's when I was actually playing pretty darn well, and uh, and we'd have a situation where you'd have a 200-yard a force carry to get from the tee box to the fairway. And that, that's fine for those of you that hit it 210 and 220 yards. Uh, at the time, I was hitting it about 220, but I had to hit it darn sweet for me to be able to get it that far and make it, because if I didn't make it to to where there was grass, or if I did make it to where there was grass, it may be the, still long grass. Uh, so, uh, it, you, sure, you, you you have an option to go up and move up, but if you're playing in an event and that's where they put the tee boxes that you're supposed to be hitting from, you're at their, you're at their mercy. Yeah, it, 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 and, and, uh, and it and I can see why it would frustrate some people. Oh, absolutely. And I think that's uh, one of the things that uh, courses uh, need to address with players is making the, making any type of golfer comfortable on your course. Because we're all, like one of the things we're about, at, one of our you know, founding principles at, at Golf Fix is about growing the game. Mm-hmm. And we feel that by people talking to each other and talking about courses and getting better information out there, it's going to help people feel more comfortable with the game. And uh, and that's one thing the courses need to do, is to encourage any local player to feel comfortable on their, on, on their course. Because if you make a course just for the five handicapped and better player, you've lost 99% of the golfers. And yes. so why, why would you want to do that? You want to have a course where everybody can feel like they've got an enjoyable round. Well, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying, but in a different light, when when we're doing our, doing our radio shows, Deborah and I are always trying to stay away from politics because no matter what we choose, we're losing half of the audience. Uh, <laughs> so we can we can be uh, right wing one day and left wing the next, and both by the time it's all said and done, we've lost both halves. <laughs> so I mean, it's the same thing with the golf course. I mean, you, you have to be careful with what you're doing when you're designing them, and even if after the design, you have to you have to make sure that you have options. Exactly. Options are the key, and uh, and golf courses with options allow me to play the golf course. 
and enjoy it and allow you to play the golf course and enjoy it. And I'm, I'd venture to say that, and I've never played uh, played around the golf with you, but I'd venture to say we're probably 10 to 12 strokes difference in our handicaps. And But nonetheless, it's nice that we could go out and we could play together on a decent golf course and, and equally enjoy it. That's the great thing about this game, Pete. Whether you're a highly skilled player or whether you're a, a recreational player, the idea is to enjoy this game and enjoy the company that you're with and enjoy like in today, some uh, some great surroundings on a, on a beautiful day, and just being just and being outside. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, that's one thing I've always enjoyed about it is just getting out, taking in the air. A day like today can't be beaten. I tell you, you can. I mean, you can see all the way across the valley down to the mountains on the south side from here. It's just incredible, incredible day. I tell you, people. When I grew up, I grew up in Michigan, and so on November the eleventh, uh, we weren't playing a heck of a lot of golf. <laughs> Most years, wow. I can tell you that. So if we're sitting here in sixty-five degrees and sunshine, that's a that's a good thing. Well, you and I both grew up in Michigan, and I've, I've been there for. Haven't been that back there for a good number of years, except on a couple of really short visits, and I try not to stay too long. <laughs> I always find my way back to back to Arizona. These snowflakes will be flying back there before you know it. That's that's for sure. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> We've got a gentleman here saying that we need to put plexiglass up in case because we're so close. That's, that's my job today to deflect all the golf balls. Yeah. Any, anything that comes this way, I have to I have to look out for. There's a guy back. There's a guy back here with an octopus too. <laughs> Detroit hockey reference octopus, obviously. There you go. <laughs> if they ever start playing hockey again, right? Yeah, uh, exactly. We, we can only hope, right? Yeah, that's right, that's right. Well, see, it looks like the, number, the, the crowd is starting to kind of build around here. We're seeing more people kind of building around the green. Yeah. And we've seen several people walk by with a few clubs in their hands, so we know those have to be players in the event today. Uh, I would imagine it's not going to be much uh, not too much longer before we get get the show started here today. They'll they'll make some announcements and uh, kind of jazz it up for everybody. I imagine we let let everybody know who's hitting. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, just to kind of add to a little bit of the uh, of the feel of the event. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's uh, it, it can't be it can't say it enough. What a nice day it is. It's just gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, a couple of days ago uh, was a little little windy and a little uh, little cloudy, a little little rainy, and so I'm glad that glad that all passed through here today and give everybody, like you say, give everybody the best conditions possible to take their take their one shot at uh, one shot at glory here today. Or for some of the players, it's actually going to be going to be more one shot as more than one shot as we as we discussed. Well, what is it they say? Uh... That, that the wind the wind is uh, picking up a little bit. What is the term that they use when they're uh, talking at the, about the British Open? The, the Englishman is the, the wind is is what did he say? It's stiffening is that what he's yeah, stiffening breeze? Yeah, stiffening is breeze. breeze. Is that what he's saying? Well, if that's what he's saying, well, then it is stiffening. As I'm watching the flags, and now it is it is definitely more of a healthy breeze right now. So that might that might be. I don't know. Look at those club. Look at those flags up there. Kirk, what would you uh, what would you say? Would you, is that a one club breeze? I, that would that would be my guess, Pete. It's, it has been moving around a little bit, but it looks like it, it it would play about a one club breeze, just kind of depending on what direction it's going to be coming from when they actually get to the tee box here. The flags right now are kind of blowing more left to right uh, than helping or hurting, but we've seen them move around a little bit here today, so. 
It's kind of like what, what, what Rob was saying earlier when he was talking with us. At this time of day, the wind can move around a little bit, and um, we can find uh, we, we can find a difference in the first what the first player might see versus what the last player might see. Now, there's some some of the gifts of bowl officials are up on the green right now, and I imagine that they're kind of looking at. Uh, we did discuss uh, that they're going to have an option for a fifty thousand dollar shot here versus the million-dollar shot, and that might be what part of what they're setting up here right now. Well, I was, I was of the impression, and I, I may be wrong, that that all three pins were going to be on the same green, but I could be mistaken. Well, we will we will see in a couple moments here exactly how they're going to set that up for everybody today. Yeah, I don't see anybody out there with a hole cutter, so... Now that's what we need to play. Now that's the way we need to play golf, Pete. Right? They have three holes on the green. Absolutely, right? yeah, absolutely. That, that would make things a lot easier, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, what, what, do you uh, do you know what courses there are that they have the they have the adjoining greens with uh, two holes on the on the same putting surface? Well, you were talking about, for instance, the the English course, the Scottish courses. Yes. There's, a, there's a number of courses over there where they right. where we have joint joint greens and. Uh, uh, one will be used on an outward hole, and one will be used as an in, on an inward hole, and uh, exactly that, that happens quite a bit. And, I, and I, if I'm not mistaken, and I could very easily be mistaken, uh, I think Jack Nicklaus might have one of those courses over in California where he's designed the, designed a green with uh, two holes on uh, on the on the surface, uh, hit one in and one out again. So uh, I don't know how many of them there are in this country, but um, and I don't and I don't know. If I don't know if that's for the novelty of it or if it if it actually serves a purpose. Yeah, I think um, you know perhaps on the Scottish courses where, like we said, or even courses like there's St Andrews, there's there's I remember seeing on television there's uh, greens where they are you know play as a as a joint green and it's maybe in in the day when it was being set up it was just easier to build the golf course that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, you know, in today in, in today's golf where you know, each hole they kind of want you kind of want that set apart view for the green and all that. You don't you know, say don't see it being done that often, but uh, there are there are there are places where you could, could make it happen. John Rossman, John Rossman, how are you? Very nice to meet you. Why don't you come over here and why don't you come around the front here, John, and we'll uh, get the headphones on you. Just, just set those right, put those right on your on your head, and we'll have a conversation with you. There you go. All right. Well, good afternoon. Good luck to you today. So, tell us about the day when you meet three hole in ones on the same day. Yeah, how, how did you do that? <laughs> well, uh, first I uh, got the yardage, and then I uh, tried to dial it in with my club. One twenty-seven shot. I thought I was playing longer. I was hit. Started off pitching with, and I was hitting right at it, and it went to nine. Never getting any reaction out of it. Guys up at the green. So then it went to eight, was hitting knockdown eight, and I got a little reaction then. And I went through maybe 20 balls, and then lo and behold, boom, one went in. And then they said, we have to get a provisional or a, a ball that's a, validate, a validation mark, if you call whatever. Right. Boom. Then I got some reaction. So you hit back-to-back shots in the hole. Right. Unbelievable. 
right. what what is a validation shot? Well, uh, I don't understand that. Unless somebody gets a uh, like a validated for um, getting it, uh, somebody else got a whole one that day, so the closest guy gets the uh, the prize, the big prize of the day. I think that's how it works, Pete. Is if you have multiple whole and ones on the day, they give away prize. You know, there's 30 or so prizes given away on each day. And so the second shot, like in, in John's case, where he knocked it in the hole, determines the ranking for those prizes. Exactly. Oh, I see. So, okay. so right. whoever gets the closest among the people who had all the ones determines who gets first place, second place, third place for that day. That's right. So did you have to hit a third validation shot? <laughs> uh, well, then I, hit an, uh, then I hit another one. It went dead right. By that time, my hand would be shaking so bad that I don't know where that thing's going to go. I was. But then the next one I knocked in. So, so you had three out of four. Three out of four. Three out of four. And was that, was that all with an eight iron or each shot? Yeah. It was with, same court. And I probably had six, seven balls left. I was with my buddy Dave over here, and I go, could you hit the rest? I've had enough. It was shaking like a leaf. Why me? <laughs> Have you had home ones before? Yeah, I've had one. Have you? Yeah, in my golfing career. And do you come out to the Fiesta Bowl hole in one quite a bit? No, I, I've been out here like uh, three times through the years. Really? Yeah. Are you coming back? I have been suspect so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I'm excited about today. It's a nice event, nice, nice charity. Oh, this is a, this is a spectacular event. And it, it's amazing, John, like you say, how many people come out to try it. Uh, if anybody that comes out and they come out here any time of the day, there's always people hitting. They, oh, yeah. There's 17 stations that you golf balls from, yeah. and most of them are usually, you know, have players at them while, while you're there. Now, was that the only day that you came out here to, to hit? Yeah, Monday, and I came out with my buddies a couple other times. Okay. okay. You know, I didn't want to hit anymore. I, well, you were done. I was tired. Uh, you need to save some for today. Plus, I'm getting a little old, so, like, the old bones don't. I want to cooperate as much. <laughs> now, what's your strategy for today here? You've got a little bit longer shot. Yeah, you? I'm looking at, uh, I've been analyzing it. It's a 150-yard shot. It's a little uphill, a little into the wind. I think I'm going to lean on a seven. Okay. Lean on a seven. I like yeah. it. I like it. Just con- considering the uh, temperature, it's a little cold today. Mm-hmm. A little cooler than on your qualifying day because it was it was closer to ninety or so that day. I guess I can bring my buddy there because I can't see. I can see maybe it's going to the pin, but I can't see how far it's going. Okay. So that's a. So I'm, so he's going to help me with that set of eyes. I guess he can do that. Well, you certainly had an experience that I mean, for an average golfer, getting a hole in one is you know a once in a lifetime sure. thing for most people. For it to happen three times within the span of five minutes, maybe? Five minutes. Three minutes. Three minutes, yeah. Three out of four shots. I've, that's That has to be some kind of a world record. Well, okay. You'll have to look that up. Or have somebody look that up for you. Definitely something to be. Well, I don't want to think about it. Well, let's not think about it now. Let's just go get another one. That's it. Go get another one, and then we'll worry about, we'll worry about getting you in the Guinness Book later. Well, I appreciate your time. Well, thank, thank you very good, much. Good luck to you today. It looks like the players are starting to move out towards the uh, towards right. the tee there, so we'll let you get going and get get your thoughts focused on today. Excellent. Thank you for the uh, input. John, thank you for thank stopping by. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for stopping. Good luck to you. Thank you. Well, there you go. Three out of four. Nothing to it. The game can't be that hard, I guess. It's, a, it's, a, it's an easy game. <laughs> John has just pro- John has proved that. 
anything is possible, right? You just you just you don't. You just, you just, you just, Oh, you put so much time, you're salty. You put so much time, and, and uh, I've got one hole in one, and I've got many holes called, knocked them in, done it. Anyway, I've never had a good. You know, it's, it's like, like you say, you just never know. You never know when it's going to be your day in your shop. And obviously, on November 5th, it was your day. What did you have for breakfast? We need to find out what he had for breakfast that morning, you know, and start selling that, right? I had a jack end of the coke. Did you, did you have another one today? <laughs> Thank you very much. Take care. Thank you. Three out of four. There they go. They're heading down to the tea box. Could you imagine if you had to buy drinks for everybody based on that? Oh, my gosh. Man. That would be expensive. <laughs> There they go. They're heading down there, lining up. We're going to have things starting here pretty soon. They are, as, yeah. you, as we were talking about, Pete, they are now putting in two extra holes on the green. Right, right. Jeff Smith from Wells Fargo, whenever you guys. Jeff, come on in. Jeff, come on in and join us. Welcome. We have uh, Jeff Smith from Wells Fargo, who is one of the sponsors here of the Fiesta Bowl World 1, and they have their... They have their stage coach up here today, Jeff, and I know the center today. That is that is really sharp. Absolutely. We have uh, we have a few of the stage coaches here in Arizona to take it out to all the parades and make sure we get it present in our community. So. What is your uh, what is your title with uh, Wells Fargo, Jeff? What do you do for them? I'm the marketing director for Arizona, so I manage all the advertising and uh, promotions and sponsorships like this with the festival. Okay, so you, are you the public affairs kind of guy too, or just yeah, the, not so much public affairs, but just the marketing and sponsorships, advertising, mm-hmm. uh, internal support for our retail bank. We have uh, 260 right. branches throughout Arizona. Very nice, very nice. And why is it that Wells Fargo got involved with this event? How long have they been involved? Well, we've been uh, involved with the Fiesta Bowl with this type of a sponsorship for about 10 years. And, uh, you know, investing in communities and supporting the communities where we do business is really at the heart of our vision and values. So we see it's so important to play a big part in the community. If we want to be successful, we know we have to help our communities be successful as well. And this is a great tie-in for Wells Fargo. And, and Wells Fargo has been doing this for about 10 years at yeah. this event or yeah. other events in the area as well? Well, for the festival, we've, we've had this signature bid, the hole-in-one event. We've been the primary uh, presenting sponsor for this for about 10 years. We okay. also are in the parade. We bring our stagecoach in the parade and uh, – that's always a fun part of uh, the festival, and then we also support some of the other events that they do as well. Do you get to drive the stagecoach? Don't get to drive it, but you know, on some parades, I like to wait. I like to stand on top and and, and do the wave, you know. <laughs> do the do the uh, prom queen wave. That's right. That's right. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. <laughs> well, I tell you, that is something. Uh, that's something we're seeing. If uh, if anybody's ever. Yeah, one of the events where that's going to be that that's a little bit of a throwback in time. Isn't it, it really is. Yeah, we've been. I mean, we've been around since 1852, and uh, we have a museum downtown Phoenix as well, and uh, lots of great history down there. If anybody's around there, to stop by and take a look. Now, as far as far as uh, uh, Wells Fargo themselves are are concerned, what are some of the other events that they might be involved with that, uh, in the area besides the festival? I mean, you you see them, you see their signs all over the place. Yeah. Other than on, other than on their buildings. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we we uh, we get in uh, involved in a handful of events from uh, uh, Fantasy of Light uh, that's happening in Tempe coming up to uh, 
Ostrich Festival in Chandler to support a lot of different runs. We also get involved in a lot of parades throughout the entire state from uh, all the way up in uh, White Mountains, in the Indian Reservation, down to River Cities, Kingman, all the way down to Tucson. So we get, get involved in a lot of parades, a lot of local community events, some of this to help support and promote our brand as well. So now, how long have you been with Wells Fargo personally? I've been in with Wells Fargo 20 years. All right, yeah. You're not old enough to be with Wells Fargo 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you play in this event yourself? Did you, uh, did you tease them up? I did. Uh, the first uh, Wednesday, we get the opportunity to bring out some customers. So we brought out some business uh, business banking prospects, and I got up there and hit 30 balls, and uh, I my closest ball was about 14 inches, and I think if I would have allowed myself to participate, I would I would have gotten third place that day. <laughs> Yeah, so we had a lot of fun. Well, it's too bad that you didn't participate. You just did it for fun. <laughs> you may have gotten maybe a line for one of these big prizes. Well, it looks like they're getting ready to start down there. It's, uh, this should be pretty interesting. Now we got three. We got three pins. Well, look, they got all three of them uh, relatively the same distance. It looks like to me. Is that? Yeah, it looks like they've moved one of them up. I have to find out exactly which one is going to count for the million dollars. I don't know if it's the middle one or not. One of them will count, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought the one of them was going to be a little bit longer than the others, but I guess maybe not. We'll have to check with Mallory when she gets back over here. Uh, Oh, here's Mallory. I'll just ask her. Uh, We have three pins there now. They're all about the same length. Is that correct? Yeah. uh, It is actually. They're all the same length, the million dollar hole and the $250,000. Okay. All right. Oh, and the million will be the one in the middle. Is that that's how it's going to be? And so, so if you make the shot for the one in the middle, that's a million dollars. If your ball goes in the hole for the one of the fifty thousand ones, you win fifty thousand. Is that is that how it works? Okay. And everybody will be hitting from the same place back there, the same key markers. Yes. Okay, so you smack it up there, and you, now now you got a chance of getting close to one of them, anyhow. Right? <laughs> yeah, $50,000. I think that's a pretty nice prize. That, that, absolutely. Now, uh, of course, you want them to put it in Wells Fargo, don't you? Of course, yes. We, we'd love that. So. You have some nice annuity plans for them. <laughs> we do. We do. Absolutely. I'm sure you do. <laughs> How long before they get started, Mallory? All right. Okay. We're we're right here. Well, I think I'm going to head down, guys. Okay. Thank you very much. Thanks for taking the time. Nice meeting you. Give me one of your cards before you leave, if you don't mind. I will. Thank you. I'll I'll send it to you. Thanks again, Jeff. Good luck to you. I hope we see a million. A million dollar shot. I hope so, too. That would be incredible. I just one hole in one when I was down there Friday. I was volunteering. Uh, down at the, uh, down the screen. I saw my first one one. Wow. That's pretty cool. Take care. Thanks for coming by. Well, that was fun. We're going to get the festivities going here pretty soon. Yeah, it looks like they're giving them all the instructions down there at the peak. As you see there, Pete. How much instructions are going to give them? Here's the ball, here's the tee, hit it. Well, or, or they're taking a lot of pictures. I've seen a couple of flash bulbs go off also. So it uh, looks like uh, looks like everybody's getting a little photo op to take home with them as well. They've just everybody's made about forty five new friends down there, I think. Yeah. And uh, like you say, the setup, um, maybe the final setup they've come up with here is a little a little different than what we saw originally today. The twins have been placed more toward the middle of the green, 
the million dollar pin being right in the middle and then the $50,000 pin being on the side. And everybody's going to take a shot from about 145 yards here in, in just a few minutes. And so, how far is it from, do you think, from the fringe, front fringe to the pins? Can't quite see that from here. Do you have any idea, Mallory? How? Looks like to me, Pete, that's about maybe 10, 15 paces from the from the front of the green there. And uh, that that front pin, that middle pin for the million, looks like it's right about in the middle of the green. Uh, the one on the left actually. As the golfers look at it, there's a bunker on the left side of the green that uh, is going to make that one actually uh, real, probably a little, little more difficult to access than the one in the middle. Mallory, you want to, can you come over here for just a second and, and put those on when I ask you a couple of other questions here while I have you? That's right. Uh, now, as far, as far as the prizes that, that are here and so on and so forth, are they, are they all... Um, Self-insured? Are they donated? Or how, as your insurance is involved in this, how does this work? Uh, they are donated from different organizations. We got Holland America, who's given us a cruise a couple years now. Uh, Sears Vacation. We do have going with the Biltmore every year. They've given us a year membership to either the Arizona Biltmore or the Wigwam. This year, the new is the Tri uh, National Chisum. We didn't have that last year or anything similar to that. So it is different sometimes. People, you cash out of them, then you do have to pay taxes on it. So the the uh, the million dollars, if if somebody wins the million dollars, if they're fortunate enough to put one in the can in the jar, uh, what is that? An, is that an insured amount through the uh, golf insurance hold of one company, or the well, start with putting a million dollars? I'm not exactly sure. I do know it is hidden annuity. I can get somebody who can tell you more about that. Well, I said. If that's fine, but I, I was just I was just curious because I know that uh, uh, we were talking earlier about the fact that pulling one insurance isn't that expensive, really, when you get right down to it. So uh, we have occasions where Kirk and I have, have both played in, in different events around town and other places, and and holding one insurance is like $150 or $175 yeah, or something like that. It all depends on the prize. You're, you're it depends on the it. prize. It depends on the length, distance, and it depends on the difficulty of the hole, and the, depending on where you set the pin and how long the hole is, uh, the further away, the less, the, the less costly the insurance is. <laughs> but... Uh, it's uh, it's always interesting to see uh, exactly what's uh, what's going on with these hole in one things because they're all, all different. That's why I was asking asking the question. Yeah. Well, it looks like they're getting they're getting started here now. He's getting ready to get going. They're making some announcements about about the event here today and introducing some of the sponsors and the people here. And uh, before you know it, we're gonna have some golf balls flying up on these on this screen here. Thank you. 
it's been a, it's been a week and a half of a lot of efforts and a lot of people coming together to make this happen, hasn't it, Mallory? And now here we are. For everybody, everybody's hard work for a week and a half, and now we're we're down to the last hour while everybody's been here all week, right? What a, what a great event. Yeah, we've got a ton of great volunteers that have been out here since last Thursday, all day, every day, helping us out. And I see quite a few here. I think they like to come see the culmination of their their efforts over the past week and a half. So when do you get to get your first full night of sleep and, uh, and sleep in a little bit? You can do that tomorrow or you're up and at them early again? Well, up and at them back in the office. Haven't been there much recently, so got a few things I need to get done and get ready for our next couple of events coming up in December here. I was asking you earlier before we were on the air. Uh, let, let us know what is it that you personally do now. You're you're here in Arizona now, working with the Estable Committee. Uh, what are some of the things that you're going to be involved in? Uh, I'm going to be involved with the Fiesta Parade. We have a two-time basketball classic between U of A and University of Florida coming up in December. There's the Aerospace Challenge in the Youth Football Clinic in February. We've got some pregame parties before both the Buffalo Wild Wings Bowl, which is December 29th, and the Tostitos Fiesta Bowl, which is January 3rd. Tickets are available for all of these events. We've got a New Year's party on December 31st at the Phoenician called the Invitational. You can buy tickets for that as well. So getting ready to kick it into high gear here. So, yeah, you're involved in all of them. Yeah, I'll have my hands in just about everything. So. <laughs> Lucky you, I guess, huh? I'm excited. We've got some really great events. And like I said, we've got such great people to work with with our volunteers, our committee members, our ambassadors. It makes it easy and it makes it fun. And after all, you're in Arizona. What else could you ask for? That's true. If you're going to have to work outside anywhere, you might as well be out in Arizona. <laughs> Arizona in the in the wintertime or in the fall months. This is the time to be working outside in Arizona right, right now. Have, have you been here for the heat? I was here in August, so definitely oh saw my. Yeah, yeah. purple digits. Exactly, exactly. Sounds like we're getting ready to get started here. Well, looks like we are. I see somebody explaining our club down there, so uh, that, that, that's the senior, that's the senior area where he's at right there, right now, where yeah. Right behind the, right between the, looks like right between those those A frames out there. Yeah, he should be swinging right there. I think our first guy up is Jim Lieberthal from Wells Fargo. Okay. I tell you, I wouldn't be able to take it back. I wouldn't be able to take it away. I uh, you know one thing for sure. No, with me swinging, nobody near the hole would be in danger. All these people on the side here could be, they could be in danger. But uh, it would be, uh, it'd be assured, it should be a different feeling. That, that's for sure. Well, I, I was, uh, matter of fact, I've been witness to one of the most famous holes in one, and that was uh, some years ago uh, at the Skins game over in Southern California, and uh, when Trevino hit the hole in one on the Island Green at uh, PGA West, uh, I was standing there right there on the tee box, and I watched it go in. That was a famous one. A lot of people saw that on television. Yes, I was standing right there when it happened. I was, I was uh, had my golf publication at the time, and I saw that thing go in, and and it, it, it was it was very nonplussed. I mean, I would be who knows what I would be doing. But it was it was like oh, um, it's routine. Well, it looks like our first player from what, the gentleman from Wells Fargo is getting ready to hit here, Pete. So we are we are just about underway. Uh, is he a contestant, Mallory? Is or is he the uh, honorary first hitter? He is the honorary first hitter. Um, the second hitter should be our media day winner. I'm not sure if he's actually here today. Well, it's away. I don't know exactly where it is. 
Oh, it came up on the right side. Look at that. Look at that. Wow. That ball is good. Look at that shot. That ball is good. What a great way to start, huh? Maybe three feet from the $50,000 pin on the right-hand side of the green. What a great shot. He hit it, on the, he hit it up on the right-hand side. It looked like he had a little draw on it and a little bit of a ground hook to go along with it. And uh, he's right close He's right close to the $50,000 pin. And they are measuring him to the million-dollar pin. And Mallory, that's how it's going to work today for any of the four pri- the four other prizes given away today? Yeah, everything's measured in relation to the million-dollar hole. And then uh, will they also see how he is? So very close. So the other one is, uh, are they going to measure that one as well? No, I think the two $50,000 holes are only there for if you hit them. Then you get the $50,000. If you go in the hole. Yeah, everything is measured either if you win the million dollars or the closest to the million-dollar hole. Okay, okay. Sorry, the, others are, the others are there on a consolation. If you happen to go into one of those, hey, more power to you. Get 50000 That's not, not a bad miss. <laughs> and we do have some guys who do aim specifically for the $50,000 hole, and then if they actually end up even closer to the million-dollar hole, then maybe they would have stand for that one. Right. Well, I tell you, if that was a miss, it was a good miss right there. Well, hey, he had the right distance. The, the, the three holes are set right in a line across the green, so it's the exact same distance to each hole. It's just the million-dollar holes in the middle and the 250s are maybe maybe 15 feet or so on either side of the million-dollar Well, he was an honorary player anyhow. Well, he, he, he's not going to get anything from it even if it went in the million-dollar hole. I he, bet he would really be upset if it went in. Yeah, that, 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 would be a, that would be a bad day, wouldn't it? Oh, man. Oh, gee. <laughs> well, the gentleman we met with earlier, Pete, uh, Robert Tupper, is up there on the tee right now taking his first shot at it. He had two shots at this today. Uh, he will be hitting now, and then about 30 players later, he will get another shot at it. Again, he is. That was the first fellow we talked to. Right now. Now, where is. When is the, the, the three-backer, when is he going to, where is he in the, in the process? John Rothman is player number 12 today, so he'll be up here in uh, not too much longer. And he only has one shot, however, because he made all his hole-in-ones on the same day. If he would have made a whole, made three hole-in-ones on three different days, he'd have had three shots at this today. But still, that's still a pretty good story to take home. Well, I mean, it is know. a good story, but I... Uh, Bad, he did get more than one shot. Well, three holes to one. Maybe he figures he's only going to need one. Well, that's true. You only need one for the million. Well, he does get two shots, actually. He doesn't get the three because his second hole-in-one was his provisional shot. So he gets one for each of the hole-in-ones he hit that one day. He comes up again. Oh, he just come up to It looks and like 41. Oh, okay. Well, well explain, the, explain the provisional shot, Mallory, for those that might not be aware of that. Uh, what we do is if you hit a hole-in-one, stop all other, everybody else on the platform, we give them a separate ball to hit their provisional shot for, and that's measured from the hole. And then that's how we determine the order of the daily prizes. The closest on their provisional gets the first daily prize, which was a set of ping irons, second goes to the second person, and third, and so forth. So it determines more of awards given than anything else. For the daily award purposes. Yeah. Okay, so now in his case, he had back-to-back, Holes in one. So what does he get? Does he get a first prize and a second prize for that day? No, he just gets the first prize because oh. the um, second hole in one, his second provisional was not quite as close. So oh, that right. bumped down a little bit. Well, unfortunately, he didn't hit the green with his first shot, so um, he won't be 
won't be the million million dollars with that first shot, but he'll have another shot at it. Uh, the gentleman that just hit right behind him, Brian Pervais, he had hole-in-ones on three different days, and in fact qualified on four di- on four different days in the top three. And so, uh, but his shot did not his first shot shot did not reach the green either. But he's still got three more shots at it here in in subsequent uh, subsequent placements. So maybe uh, maybe he's just getting warmed up. Well, I can't say I, I wouldn't be. Uh... I wouldn't be able to take it away. I, I, I played in I played in several programs on the LPGA, and I played in one in back way back in the day in 1984 at uh, at Torrey Pines in San Diego, and I played with Fuzzy Zeller, and I've never been so nervous in my life in a pro-am at, uh, or, or playing golf. Period. When you got people lining the fairway and lining the tee box, and uh, you're playing with uh, one who at the time was one of the, the most well-known players going and fuzzy and and it was a uh, it was it was really something that uh, really something that I'll never forget. I can remember almost today this day every shot and every hole that I hit on that uh, that event. So I, I I understand how some of these people might be just a little choky. <laughs> I would imagine the collective blood pressures are up quite a bit down there on that tee right right now. We you mentioned you have one of those. Uh, Remember a couple of years ago on tour on television, they had those heart rate monitors they attached to the guys? Yes. That would be interesting to have on these people right now. Now, the gentleman hitting right now, David Ryder, has won this event before. He's won a mo- couple times. A couple times, I believe. I believe he's a two-time winner. He won last year and then in 2004, 2004 as well. Right, and he has two shots today as well. So uh, maybe he's going to go for the – he's going to be the first three-time winner. I don't believe there's ever been a three-time winner. Well, this is the closest shot that's thus far. That's the best one we've seen so far. He's hit it up on the left of the green. He's on the fringe of Mallory to count towards the other prizes. But does the ball the ball needs to be on the green? Is that correct? Yeah, to be measured, it needs to hit the green. So uh, okay, up the ante a little bit there. That does his ball was maybe five feet or so off the left of the green there? So that's the that's the best one other than our introductory uh, hitter that we that we've seen so far. Heard quite a few of the golfers using eight irons out there today. See if any of them switch it up later, though. Now, who is this on your list there? Uh, the next one I have is Brian Egan, and uh, he qualified early in the in the qualifying days. That's basically the order of play here today, where the qualifiers from the early days will be going first, and the qualifiers from the latter days will be going uh, towards the end. Uh, as the days went on. And I think Mallory could confirm this. I would imagine the number of players that are hitting tends to increase. Definitely. We actually encourage people to come out early. The first couple of days, you can usually get a daily prize just around if you're about two feet from the pin. I know on the last couple of days, we were down to about 10 inches outside of the pin. So you want to, which our daily prizes are not bad substitutes either. We got a couple hundred dollar gift certificates to local restaurants and some twosomes to different golf courses. So it's definitely worth coming out, and you got a little bit of a better shot. Oh, and you see that also. Most of the hole-in-ones were made on days uh, 5 through 10. Uh, in the early days, there were only only a few, but there were some 30 or so made on days 5 through 10 out here. So that must be when most of the most of the golf balls are going to the green. Yeah, it seems like it takes people maybe a couple of days to warm up and figure it out. Well, do, you ha- do you happen to know offhand, Mallory, who... Uh, has actually taken the most shots as, as an individual who bought the most bags and 
and uh, and had the most freebies because they brought a dozen golf balls with them or anything? I'm not sure. We did have quite a few of people that brought in canned food items this year to get some freebies. We filled out uh, two and a half bins huh? of canned food items, so that seemed to be the the big hit coming out here. Lots of people brought the FOCO coupon that you could print off of our website. So mm-hmm. quite a few of these guys, I got to know them real well. They were out here every day, so... Well, we haven't seen anything else up there. No, we haven't seen anybody actually on our first player hit the green yet. We have the ninth player, Richard Wagner, making a swing. And he only has a one one shot at it here today, so maybe maybe he'll be the lucky one. Well, I'm having trouble following him. I don't know about you, Kirk. There you go. Well, he's hit the green. He's hit it long. Oh, oh, he's long, yeah. He's back here in the back end. He's hit it to the back end, but he is going to get measured because he is the uh, he is the first one since the, the first honorary player to hit the green. So he's going to be the, the leader on the scoreboard at, at this point. It, ironically, he has hit the ball about a foot from where the hole was earlier today where the regular play was going to. He's kind of wishing right now they never moved that hole on him. Uh, <laughs> exactly. He's the, lead, he's the leader in the clubhouse, however. <laughs> he, is, he is the leader in the clubhouse right now. Well, he, 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 he can't say he's disappointed for not hitting enough club. No, he did, he did take that part of the right. He, he definitely, you don't want to come up 20 feet short, that's for sure. At least you can say you got it there. Well, you know, as a... As a, a, a ranked golfer myself, not ranked but ranked, uh, anytime I can be 145 yards out, put the ball on the green anywhere, I'm happy. So uh, I can't I can't dial it in that close, normally speaking. But uh, hitting the, hitting the short green grass is always good for me. No, I tell you, any anytime you're on a par three hole and you get the ball on the green, that's that's work well done. That's for sure. Well, because yeah, who knows what can happen then? It can it can always go in once you're putting. Okay, when the next shot is with the putter in your hand, it's always good, right? There you go. Absolutely the case. Okay, we have one more player than before uh, our, our friend John Rossman is going to come up. Going to come up and hit. So we're going to see after after this gentleman is Tom Turkin hitting, and uh, then we'll see if Mr. John Rostin's luck can carry over from a week ago. Well, I tell you one thing: the few the, the the fellows that we've seen hit or swing so far, I haven't seen anybody almost fall over or anything like that. So I mean, they, oh, there's the best man of the day, Pete. Look at that! Whoa, that's not bad at all. That looks like it's. So I'm going to guess about eight, ten feet or so. And uh, we've got the gentleman from the Fiesta Bowl out there in the, in the orange jackets, and I mean the yellow jackets, and uh, uh, that one gentleman with the, uh, the plus fours on there, looking very stylish today. I I think that might be. That might that might be inside certainly inside. 20, possibly 10, 10 or 12. Yeah, my guess would be 10 or 12 feet on that last shot. That's the best run we've seen so far. Now, do you know back there at the team what the number is that they'll have to beat? 
that last shot came in at 10 feet, 5 and a quarter inches from the million dollar pin. The closest one thus far. Okay, John Rossman just hit, and he hit it on the green, but he hit it to the back of the green. Uh, I'm going to guess what would you say? BD's probably 30, 35 feet from yeah, the Yeah, I, I, would, I would think so. Yeah. A, a good shot, but uh, maybe a little a little adrenaline flowing and a little, a little deep on that shot. Boy, they're stretching that tape out quite a ways, aren't they? Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's yeah. nine. They just—that gentleman just took nine paces. There's one more pace of the ball for ten, and if they're three three feet of feet, uh, three feet apart each, there's thirty feet right there. So let's see how close we are. Yeah, we have the number of players gets on and we get down towards the end. Do the players down there at the team know the number they have to beat in terms of the closest to the pin? Do you know? Yeah, I do know that our or reporting them back down there so they can hear how far each measurement was. So I guess maybe put some pressure on even a little more to know exactly the number you need to beat, though. Well, I, think that, I think that's helpful is that as it gets on, you have a chance to, you know, you know how, how good it's got to be. Yeah, I know a lot of the guys were hoping to be towards the end of the hitting list so they knew exactly where it was. Is Dixon Golf providing all the golf balls that they're hitting now today also, Mallory? They are. Dixon has provided every golf ball that has been hit over the past 11 days. It's been quite a few. They did a great job. They printed all the numbers on them for each platform station, made it a lot easier on the rest of us. Yeah, like I was mentioning, when you when you come out here and you see how many volunteers and it takes to put something like this on, and again, it's for 11 days, 10 hours a day, so there's a lot of working hours involved to uh, to put this event on. That's for sure. I was checking to see if this is Brian Purvey's again hitting his second shot. I, I believe it is. His first one didn't hit the green. And that shot did not hit the green as well. Looks like that was a little thin, a little low when he hit it. I saw it come off the club face, and it looks as though it was... Oh, there's one in the crack well, over there. Well, we're all standing behind the green here, so I hope we don't see too many thin ones today because <laughs> those are the ones that could rattle off one over three of us here, that's for sure. Well, uh, speak for yourself because I'm diving in behind you. <laughs> the other million-dollar million hole-in-one I saw happen on television, it was actually a couple of years ago, that uh, celebrity tournament that is played up in uh, Lake Tahoe. Uh-huh. And the uh, hockey player, Joe Sackick, uh, made a million-dollar hole-in-one. Oh, really? And I think, if I remember right, the terms of it were half you won and half went to charity or some, something like that. But uh, and in his case, the pin was kind of behind the bunker, as I remember, and uh, you couldn't see the ball go in, and he kind of had to react to the people up there on the green. But uh, uh, so it does. It can and does happen. And uh, let's see if one of our players here today can can do it again. 
Well, I, as I said earlier, I've never had a hole-in-one. I have, however, had a couple of eagles from the fairway on par fours. Uh, on one par five, I, I wind-assisted downhill with a with a with a hard rock fairway. I got I I got on in two and two putted for a third. So, uh, but I've had a, a couple of a uh, couple of eagles on fives and and, and when I was hitting the ball along a fair piece, and then I've had a couple on. Uh, a par force in the fairway, which is always exciting as well. Oh, was, Here's one that's just landed on the right side, or left side of the green. Uh, going to be maybe in the 30, 35 foot range. I'm going to guess we'll get a, we'll get the measurement on it here shortly. How many people have we had so far that have hit? Uh, I believe we're through about um, 16, 17 players or so. So we're through about one-third. One-third of the field, and we've only had three measurements. We've had uh, three or four. Yeah. That tells you about the pressure, right? (laughs) There you go. That tells you about the pressure. That one was about 30 feet, five inches from Bob Stroud. Okay, he was player number seventeen, so we are we are one third through the field here right now. So now, if you're down there standing on the tee, and you know, oh, oh, look at this! Yes, and that is that is the million dollar hole he was. There was that was Mike Barger, and he was hitting the 18th shot of the day, and he left that coming right up to the hole. We'll get the exact measurement here in a moment. It looks like it's around five or maybe six, eight feet or so. But you know what? He's short. It was short. <laughs> it was short. Unbelievable. It looked like from here he was headed right at it. Seven feet, two and a quarter. That's our leader right now. Seven feet, two and a quarter inches. No leader in the clubhouse. That's the first one we've had in ten, inside of 10 I think it's the first one inside of 10. See if this changes his luck around for the rest of the group. And that was right on line, as Pete said. It just needed a little more help from the golf gods to push it up towards there. I'd take 20 practice swings and be tired. <laughs> I just couldn't step up to the ball. It's on its way, I believe. He doesn't look, very he doesn't look happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he looks a little dejected. That, that was that look that you always see from the pros on television when you can, they hit it and they walk away from it right away. Yeah, don't even, they don't even follow it. That one, he took it a little left and went towards the bunker here. So, uh, yeah, they just uh, they just asked their cat, you follow it. <laughs> he told me where it ended up. I think you'll be, I got a feeling those are the people you know will be back for sure next year, right, Mallory? When they make the finals and... Just that one shot doesn't take them off today. You can rest assured they'll, they'll be back here to see you next year. Definitely. I know Mike Barter, the one we had inside 10 feet, he was out here almost every day just having a good time and had lots of good shots. I think he's got another shot coming up later. Yes, he does. He'll be at number 47, as a matter of fact, so he'll be right toward the end of it. The gentleman's following it, so he's he turned he around and walked away. Well, there's player number 20, James Berklin. A 
pretty much all of these players that we're seeing from this point forward made hole-in-ones during the uh, qualifying days. Uh, like I said, everybody from day, day six on, had to, you had to make a hole-in-one to get here. So don't leave it on the list. Make sure it falls in. Yeah, we had a few that were negative one eighth because they were hanging on the edge. I saw that. I saw that on their website. So that's what that means. And a piece of the ball was actually hanging out of the hole. Yeah, it just didn't barely tip in, and you felt for them because man, if everybody else got hole in one, you were so close. Another player, Rick Barker, number twenty-one, and he's walking away without a measurement. So yeah, uh, that was that was not a happy reaction at the completion of that point. So we've had we've had twenty-one players come through, and maybe five or six that we've actually gotten the measuring tape on up for so far. So uh, again, I think uh, the, uh, the the uh, the nervousness factor has got to be kicking in a little bit here today. On an average day, most you probably see fifty percent of these players knocking on the green. I'd imagine with this set. Well, and also as as it gets deeper into the field and there's nobody measure, nobody being measured. I mean, what the, the remainder? Oh, that one's coming left. Uh, the the remainder would I think start feeling more pressure. Like, what's going on here? Nobody's on the green. Well, I think so. I mean, uh, and you know that you have you, your chances to win are pretty good. Yeah. Because we've had one at seven feet, one at around ten feet, and then a couple that were in the in the thirty foot range. So you're. If you're down there right now, man, you're going to get in five or ten minutes. If you can get it up there inside 20 feet, you've got a chance of uh, winning one of the four the prizes. Closest was what? The closest was what? Seven feet? Seven, seven feet was our closest. Ten was next. And then I think about 30 is after. after so those those are the four that were, three of the four that were measured, correct? Right. And uh, and if 30 if 30 feet is, is the third place and you're giving four prizes, right, Mallory? Yes. Four grand prizes well, there's, today there's, if so no one still, wins the million. So there's still a, uh, there's another one here. Now that 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 might be in that thirty thirty foot range that, again. That one could actually that might even be a little closer. That might be uh, with Larry D. Respino, and I'm going to guess he's twenty five, twenty seven feet perhaps. Not quite as far back in the green. He went a little bit. He went a little bit past. Have you been a surveyor in a former life? You're getting these. You're getting these yards just pretty well just by eyeballing them from over here. It's because I've had too many long putts in my life, Keith, and I've never had that many shots close to the hole. So I've got a lot more putts from 30 feet than I've had from from first putts from 30 feet and 40. So you know what that looks like. What, what was that number again? Yeah, 27 feet, two and a half inches. So you were right. On the well, you know what? We should have a pool going over here to see which you know <laughs> <laughs> who can call it closer. Yeah, it's too bad we don't give a million dollars away for that. <laughs> yeah, I wonder uh, when when uh, Rob was here with us before. I think he said he had like four feet the year that the year that he won. Yes. yes. Is that is that pretty typical? I wonder for the the winning shots in the in the in the final day here, four four five feet now. I know. Last year the winning shot was about I think between two and three feet. So okay. right around there, um, usually under six or seven is the top, but this is the first year that we're doing four grand prizes instead of just three, so okay. somebody else has a chance to take something home as well. Well, seven is the distance to beat, so now we've got, what do we have, seven, 
Seven feet, two and a quarter, I believe. Was yeah, and what, what is the other one? The last one was 27? 27 feet. I and then I is there one in between the two? There was one at 10 feet. Uh, 10, 10 so we got, seven, we got 7, 10, so and... It looks like, yeah, you're going to be inside of 30 feet to win something at this point. Right. And I think this gentleman went back and switched clubs, so he is he is grinding on it a little bit here. He's taking, he's taking a good look at it from behind, so he's going to get his one-shot work here. Absolutely. The swing looked good. It looks like he didn't rush it back or rush it through. It's walking away a little bit, though. He looks oh, good. yeah, he's way short. He's down short. Front, yeah. Look good. Better to look good than to be good, eh? Would you, would you sleep well the night before something like this if you knew he had a shot at this? Hell no, I'm up all night long. <laughs> He's hitting golf balls in his sleep. <laughs> you crazy? <laughs> Absolutely not. I was nervous enough for them. I didn't sleep much last night thinking about maybe we got a million-dollar winner today. I can only imagine how many times you would replay this shot in your mind the night before. And then after afterwards, if you didn't, you might be you might be looking for a strong rope and a strong branch. Well, yeah. Then at dinner tonight, you're saying, "Geez, why didn't I just?" Yeah, Deborah wouldn't be wanting to talk to me. She uh, she'd probably be here watching me, and then she'd say, "What the heck did you hit it over there for?" <laughs> well, there's another gentleman who's walked away very quickly after hitting the ball, and that's never a good sign. It's that old hangdog look. The, yeah. one day the hit goes down, and you go, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, Brian, Brian Fervaze is now up for his third shot today. This is his third out of four, I believe. Yeah, he'll be down at number 43 as well, so I don't believe he's hit the green with either one of his prior two, but you should have it figured out by now. We're, look, we're looking for a good shot here right now. This is We're halfway through the uh, the event, and uh, we're looking for somebody to really throw a winning close right now. This would be the time to do it. Yeah, maybe third time's the charm. Absolutely. He's got a good swing, and he's watching it, so let's see what happens. I thought coming left. Uh, it came in a little right. He bounced, bounced off to the right of the green and uh, not... Uh, he started left and started, I think he started left and it started to move on him well, a little bit. And like we were talking about, Pete, that wind is moving around. It has just started to kick up and it's kind of blowing more into the golfers now. It was kind of more of a left to right when we started. And uh, it's definitely blowing right at him right now. And I'd say it's a good, uh, good 10, 15 miles an hour. So it's. Uh, it's it is stiffening, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> as they say, as they say across the pond. Just just if you were down there, you just needed anything else to think about, right? Now have the wind kick up in your face a little bit and see how that feels as you're trying to hit. You're taking the club back and you go, oh shoot, wrong club. Yeah, exactly. Why did why did I leave that one at home, right? Yeah, exactly. Seems a little gusty too. That could add to it as well. It's not even consistent. Yeah, well, it is a it is an uphill shot. There's another shot that did make the green. And I don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be inside that 20 footer though. That 22 footer. Yeah, that's right about the same style of the green. It's a little long where that 27 footer was. He, he's going to be real close. He's going to be real close. Yeah, 
28 feet? Three inches. 28 feet, three inches. I think that's the fourth best we've had at this point. I think so. Let's go get some grand prize. Oh, he's still in the money. Yep, he's still in the money right now. So okay. Now, here, let me ask you this. Kirk, you're down there and you're, you're yet to shoot. I mean, certainly you're hoping to get a hole-in-one, but are, are you trying to guide that ball in so you get inside that 20-some-foot mark, or are you just, you're just hitting it and hoping? Pete, I'm hoping to make contact in a situation like yeah. this. I, yeah. I, I guarantee you, you know, all, the, all the seven or eight irons you might hit in your life, and this this is all. I mean, I never hit one in this kind of a situation before. So, uh, oh, well, we just had somebody stick one in there close. Yes, look at that. As, as we're talking, somebody is kind of make, trying to win themselves something. That shot was... I believe from player number 29, Chris Rudy. Well, Chris and, Rudy just bumped that long one out. That's and for sure. Yeah, he is, his ball hit and just dead stops when it hit. And he's probably six, seven feet. He could take the lead with this oh, shot. He, yeah, yeah, I think he may have bumped them all. There's your new leader in the clubhouse. There's your leader. Later in the clubhouse, right there. One inch. So now we're getting down to a point where we have one at six, one at seven feet, and one at around ten feet. So the next player that gets one up in that range is going to really kind of set the table for everybody else here today. That's right. All those we have those shots at around twenty-seven feet, and now your now your target circle has just gotten a lot narrower. If you're thinking about winning something, today. yeah, that's like that's like the horse coming around the stretch down heading towards home, and he starts to fade. There you go. <laughs> Just had the first player not going over the not going over the green here. I think that's uh, that's a little adrenaline running. So yeah, now you know you really need to hit a good shot today because you have three shots, ten, six feet, seven feet, ten feet. You, but you know maybe that makes it in a sense beat a little, little. You figure okay, now I know I have to get a good shot up here today. You know you really kind of take some of the. Uh, Take some of the other gremlins that might be dancing around your head and just say, "Look, I just need to get one yeah, good shot." Exactly. I mean, you're 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 not sitting there, you're not second guessing, and maybe you're not going to aim it anymore. Now you're just going to take your swing. Now you just take your swing. Now you know this has to be a good. So let me just make them my good normal swing, and uh, let's see what happens. Who's this up there now, Kirk? You've got the list over there. Um, I believe we have Bill that Bill Ross now. Number thirty, number thirty-two, there, Mallory. I think, yeah, I think we're looking at Bill Ross. Okay. Got a six iron, it sounds like. Okay. But it was one hundred forty-five degree save, Mallory. It ran at one hundred and fifty. One hundred and fifty. So this is about twenty-five yards longer than it is in the preliminaries round. Right. And something different is on the prelims, we have them up on a platform. This right. time, they're actually down on. Green. I was going to say, that makes a real difference in your visual on this shot. When you're getting in the preliminaries, because you're on that platform, it's a it's a real friendly-looking target. You're hitting, anytime you're hitting from an elevated tee, it always just kind of feels better. This, this they're actually hitting a little uphill to an elevated green and into the wind. It's a pretty good challenge. From and after you, after you hit the ball, you're hollering, go, go. At least I would be. Yeah, I would think, uh, like I say, we... We haven't seen more than a few get past the get past the pins here today. We're now 32 players, 32 shots in out of 52, and we've probably only seen a half a dozen or so get past the hole. Well, I think what I've got in my bag and uh, and and the clubs that I've got in 150 yards, a little into the wind and, and a little uphill, and I started thinking, boy, I don't know, I 
I could I could have a wide range of selection depending on how I was playing my game that particular day. Any anything from a seven iron on up. Well, I tell you, the way this hole is playing today, um, the, the pressure notwithstanding, having that second or third shot would be a huge advantage because uh, how getting that deal is if you hit the first shot well and you see that it comes up, you know, 20 or 25 feet short, whether you hit the green or not, you just know maybe I've got to go back for one more club on that second one. Well, I've got a shot that I like that I enjoy hitting, and I, I hit it a lot. But I don't know that I would be able to hit it on, on a nice, lush fairway like this is. But it's it's a it's a knockdown. It's a, it's a little screamer that I hit, and it's uh, and I can for the most part I, I can move it out there pretty well. But I and I might hit it with my driver. I mean, I actually might hit it with my driver, and depending where I am and, and what it looks like. I, I don't know that I'd want to do it in this particular circumstance, but maybe keeping it low is uh, is a possibility here. You know, if it if it gets there and you get it online, whatever works, right? Well, there you go. Get it a little bit left and make my let my slice hit carry it in. Get lucky, get on the side of the hill, roll down, make the first pin, and settle in right next to the second one in the middle. How's that sound? You know, yeah, it's always like I say, Pete. They don't ask how; they ask how many, right? <laughs> Mallory's looking at me, she's shaking her head, oh my god, who's this guy? <laughs> you know, I've I've noticed one thing standing back here watching a lot of these players. They do the same thing I do, and that is that right foot comes off the ground. The back foot comes off the ground, and it's almost it's almost a walkthrough shot. And I don't know if it's because they're off balance, like I am, because I end up being off balance many times, or if it's something that they just plan and that's part of their follow through. But there's a lot of walkthrough and there's a lot of lean back. Yeah, this still doesn't get the weight off the right side. Doesn't uh, get to the left. Uh, I'm sure if. if we have some trained instructors out here today. They could give us. They could give a lot of in, a lot of insight in that area, right? Absolutely. I believe this is Robert Tilley hitting his his second shot here that we had on earlier today, and he has curled one up over the left fringe and put it on the green. And I'm I'm going to guess he is about 20 feet, and he might be the number four shot right now. He's not within the 10, but I think he's got that 27 foot number beat. Well, he actually is. Uh, I think he. I think he came up left of the left-hand pin as the golfer looks at it, and uh, thinking maybe it was going to go down, move a little to the right, but it seemed to move enough. There it is. Nineteen feet. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right, Rob is taking over fourth place. And now to get a prize, you've got to be under 20 feet. You've got to be under 20 feet. Yeah, he did He did exactly that. He kind of took it up the left side of the green, kind of carried the bunker there, hit the fringe, and let it roll down. So we are down to just 17 more shots. Well, we're two-thirds through the field right now. And now if you're standing down there, you know your time is near, and uh, you know a good golf shot needs to be coming up. Is it safe to say that the cheese gets a little more binding? I think so. Well, 
these these this measurement crew starts to take one or two steps up the hill and they turn around and they come back. Indication that they're not even on the green, not even out of the front end. They take a couple steps up and a couple steps back. Well, that last shot was by uh, David Rader, who is our past past champion. And uh, was that his last shot? And I believe that was his last shot. So it looks like he's not going to be his his year this time. Valerie, do you play golf yourself? No, actually, I hit a golf club for the first time two days ago <laughs> off the platform here at the hole in one. Proud to say it went off the platform. <laughs> <laughs> so it was closer than it was when you started, right? Yes. <laughs> Not quite within million dollar range, maybe a dollar. I don't know. It's really nice. Oh my gosh, this one is. We have someone who's hit one to the far back edge of the green. Just barely kept it on the green, it looks like. 60 feet. Now, 50 feet. I'll say 50 feet. Fifty feet. Fifty feet. <laughs> See, that's that's I, just I, that's I, just your range to make that putt. That's right. right. That's and, my putty. That's my favorite distance for putty. Here you go. <laughs> Get it in the hole. Uh, I believe that one was pulled well left, actually towards that practice putting green over there. So. A little, a little Yankee Doodle on that shot there, uh, B. Yeah, absolutely. Bounced into the bunker on the right. So we're getting down to our final dozen or so players. So if something's going to make it happen, it needs to be needs to be right now. We're not going to start singing now or never, are we? No, I don't think so. Notice the people that are watching here, Pete. They're kind of people are kind of edging toward closer to the green here as we get toward the end. Everybody's kind of looking for that one shot, right? Uh, Definitely getting a little braver. Yeah, it seems like the club of choice has been must have been hearing seven and eight irons today, on the all irons. Seems like it. I think the lowest we've heard is in a six. Nothing over. Yeah, if anybody's hitting 
Well, nine iron into this green to be pretty stout today. 150 yard shot into into some breeze. That's a that's a pretty full shot on a on a cool day. In the last ten shots, we have again Brian Purvey's coming up in a couple of shots. It's his last shot, and then the last players would be of all the players that um, made it in the last couple of days. On uh, on Saturday, yesterday, the last full day of competition in the preliminaries, we had one, though, nine or ten hole in one. I think believe. it was nine. Yeah. It, was, it was quite a successful afternoon for quite that, a few people. That, that's incredible. That's incredible. Who qualified today, Mallory? How many qualified today? I think we only have three qualified today. I don't. I think out of those three, there was one hole in one. Maybe that's part of the secret to getting ran out. If you feel really lucky, come here the last morning. This morning, there was qualifying from 9 till 12. And um, so you're only competing against three hours of players instead of ten hours of players. So if you can if you can make that one shot happen, this would be the morning to do it, and then you're all warmed up and you come out and come out and win this afternoon, right? So how does it work, Mallory? If somebody gets up on the uh, they get to the day, uh, hitting platform and uh, they're feeling that they want to just continue, can they just keep buying balls and they keep bringing them balls so somebody can monopolize the platform? Yeah, we do have we have. Four express stations where you cannot do that. But, yeah, we have some guys who come in, and they'll hit 10, 12 bags of balls right in a row. Peace. You know, I had three bags the day I was here, Pete, and I have to tell you, I was starting to <laughs> I was starting to get a little uh, little of a sweaty palms thing by the time it was all done. You know? <laughs> we had more than a few people come over with blisters, so we had to start keeping a first aid kit around to help some people out that just wouldn't quit. Yeah, there is a certain feel to it. I wrote, well, there's Brian Purvey's last shot. He did knock it on the green, but it's going to be a little long, and it's going to be outside of that 20-foot range. Uh, it's going to be about 30 feet or so back in that. Uh, that's been a, where people have reached the green line today, Pete. We've seen about four or five balls back there, all in that same spot, yeah, a yeah. little bit right of the hole and a little bit long. Well, I'm sure those people are back there thinking, I don't want to be short. I don't want to be yeah, short. That's been a popular place to hit, absolutely. You know, during the qualifying days, Mallory, the one thing that I kind of experienced doing it is you, you really get uh, you really get a, a, an excitement sensation going on, and then if you start to hit a few shots in there, there you really do get that feeling of, hey, I give me another bag or two. I want to keep going at this. It's, it, it's fun. It really is. Yeah, we have quite a few people that, you have some that complain when we don't sweep the green enough, but then others are like, I'm in a groove. Don't let me stop. Don't let stop. me keep you hitting. Right, right, yeah. They get it going. And well, it's kind of like sitting at a sitting at a, uh, sitting at a table in uh, in Las Vegas. You know, you sit there and you just reach in for another hundred, and you reach in for another hundred, and you reach in for another hundred. Once, once you get in there and you get to feel like, it's got it's got to hit, it's got to hit. I know it's got to hit. It's like, it's like you, say, you sit down, you get down on that tee, and you're trying to get a certain feel in your hands, not just for the getting the left or right, because obviously you've got to be online to be close enough. Like you say, you've you got to be within on a day where there were qualifiers and one hole in ones, you had to be two feet or better to, to win one of the prizes for that day. And um, once you start to get the feel for the distance, um, yeah, you don't want to stop. You, you want to you want to keep swinging with that feel. 
definitely. And it's great to see, though, when one person starts hitting well, it seems to spread. The whole platform gets excited. Everybody gets geared up. There's a hole-in-one. Everybody wants to keep hitting right away. Then it's hard to make get people to calm down so we can take a measurement real quick. Now, when you get a hole-in-one in the qualifying, does everything stop right right then and there for the measure to find out who that was? Or? Yeah, we do. We have the spotters uh, radio up to the platform, and we have everybody stop so we can figure out exactly what number it was and have them hit their provisional and then get the rest of the measurements around there before we let everything go in, just in case anything gets knocked around during preliminary play. Okay. Well, I imagine, I imagine there's quite a bit of planning to make sure that uh, everybody is treated fairly out there on the on the platform and everybody gets their, their best possible shot, their best possible chance. Yeah, we definitely try to make sure that... Oh, oh look at this. Look at this. Oh, we may have a new leader. That is going to be really close. That is really close to that six feet that we had uh, before with Chris. So sure it looks good from here. Let's see what the let's see what the number is. But uh, that that's going to be in the top three for sure. It might be a new leader. Oh, that's three feet away. That's three or four feet. Dollar says it's no more than five. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet against it. Oh my goodness! Oh, oh you don't want a dollar. Seven feet. So now we have one at six and two at seven. It's an optical illusion from here. It's an optical illusion from here. It looks closer than it really is. And now you really got. Now we're down to our last handful of hitters. And now you know you have to be inside of ten feet to uh, to take a prize home today. So what do we have? We have a seven and a we had a, a six a six foot uh six foot one, two it's uh, seven foot two and a quarter. That one Mallory was seven foot I think it was four inches. Seven foot four. So that one was probably third place. Mm-hmm. And fourth place was around ten feet. So you've uh you've gotta get inside ten feet to bump to bump somebody. You've got to get inside ten feet to be a winner at this point. How many players we have left down there? Doesn't look like too many. It's starting to thin out down there. Yeah, we're down to the last half a dozen or so players. We were talking about people. It looks like these last couple players are taking a little more time because they now realize what it is they got, and they know that the chance of somebody beating them out is pretty small if they can get one in there close. Well, the the knees are shaking and the hands are sweating. At least mine are. I'm not even down there. (laughs) That's a good-looking swing there. He's watching it. Not on the green. Nothing, nothing to see. Not, not <laughs> You're watching it. There's nothing to see. And who was that? Well, let's see who our next hitter is here. Yeah. I believe this gentleman is Jesse Bonner. Uh, I think Jesse just, just went. Or no, it is Jesse. Jesse, yeah. And he is player number 49, so that means we have just him. 
have three more players to go today. This has been the most shots we've had taken at the finals in quite a number of years. It's usually more around 30. I was going to say, you had at least three each day, so that's 33 qualifiers. But we're having 52 shots today, so that tells you how many hole-in-ones there have been. There's been about 35 or so by, by my count, and that's uh, that's a lot. It's been quite a quite a busy week for some people. Now, they went to 17 hitting stations this year, too. That's more than last year, wasn't it? Uh, no, I think last year we had the 17 Did you have 17? Well. It, um, I think it was up last year. So we had the new platform added in, and I think that's helped a lot with waiting times and things like that. That was the one thing when, when I was here, and it was uh, uh, – there were people hitting, but you didn't have to wait very long to get up there. So that was, that, that was nice. With, the, with the, uh, the 17 stations, that makes it real easy for everybody. Yeah, we had a few days with a waiting list. But it usually wasn't too bad, maybe 20, 30 minutes. A little more sometimes. It became right after work. There seemed to be a little bit of a, a rush. But people people tend to move through well, and everybody has a good time. So these last three gentlemen would be the the three that qualified this morning, and uh, let's let's hope the the group that they felt this morning carries over. Yep. Well, that's the longest one we've seen today, Pete. That hit on the pavement behind us bounced over the carts, over the cart barn, and they're down on the road somewhere out there in Arizona, Biltmore. He airmailed that one. <laughs> He was not going to be sure. That's for sure. He talked about turning and taking. <laughs> <laughs> he turned on that one, didn't he? Well, we talked about having enough clubs, and he must have listened to us, I guess, because that one was launched. He was not going to. He was not going to be short. <laughs> short, that's for sure. That was like that shot. That, remember that Tiger Woods hit the one here at Firestone that bounced up on the roof of the clubhouse? Yeah. That was kind of like what almost happened right here. It hit the roof of the cart burn and went, went out on the road. So uh, if you're going home today, you can pick up an extra golf ball. You there you go. There you go. Does it have a number or anything on it now? <laughs> no, I don't believe these are numbered, so I can't even put it, I can put it in my bag. Huh? So this is the second to the last hitter. And this should be Jerry Perkins, who is pointed under 51. And uh, like we said, the last 10 or so players have really taken their time getting set up down there. So they are, uh, they're grinding it out here. They know what's at stake. Two practice swings and a re-tee. He might have got a little concerned after seeing that last shot. Don't go uh, airmail the green by 50 yards. Standing over that a long time. Here he comes. Looks like he yanked it left a little. And it comes up a little bit short. Yeah, he's short down front. He got up and looked, at, looked like it took a little sniff up there on the green and then decided not, not to go any further. Here we are. We're down to the short rows. Last guy, huh? This should be the last player. Steve Morgan would be his name, and he qualified. For... He qualified just a few hours ago. Oh, yep, just had enough time to qualify. Oh, we were, we were coming. There's no women. No, we did actually have quite a few out there that were close, but 
usually they were between one and two feet away from the pin, which isn't quite enough, but many of them beat most of the guys we had out there. Yeah, we need to, so we need to get a few next year, and let's get a few more juniors in there next year also as well. Tell mom and dad to send them out with the... Actually, you have to be 18 oh, to uh, okay. compete. It's hey, way back. He's off. Looks like off the back edge, you're certainly up against the fringe, so. Yeah, I'm sure there's quite a few high schoolers out there that could get yeah, you. Gonna, that's money, what I was going to say. Most high schoolers would probably come up there and clean up. They're at least one of the ones I've seen. Well, that is the last player, and he is actually on the fringe and not, not going to be in the money here for the last four. So, well, that's uh, a wrap. That's a wrap. Well, that, is, was a, that was a fun competition, that's for sure. Uh, Unfortunately, we can't give we won't be giving away the million dollars uh, this year, Pete. But uh, we did see a couple that were right up in the area with a little bit of help. They could have could have been the one. So what are the what are the distances now based on what we've written down here? Uh, six foot one in the minute, seven foot two and a quarter, seven foot four, and the fourth one was around ten feet. So if if we hit this right, number twenty nine, Chris Rudy. Is going to be the winner here today. Very nice. And six foot, I believe, six foot one was the was the number for him. So maybe we'll get a chance to talk to Chris here after uh, after he comes back up and uh, gets all his congratulations today. Thanks, Valerie. All right, all right. Thank you, Mallory. Well, that had to be a lot of fun for everybody that was down there, Pete. That is something that uh, your, your dinner is going to taste a little different tonight if you were down there hitting that call. Right? I would say so. I would definitely say so. It's uh, not often that you get to stand on the tee and have a, have a shot at probably the million dollars, but the prizes and uh, just kind of the atmosphere of it all. You know, that's when you that's have, it. You have a lot of people watching, probably brought some friends out, maybe a couple family members and uh, have a story you could tell people about for a long time. And that's, uh, that's sure a big part of the fun of uh, the fun of being out here. Well, I sure do wish I could see this computer. <laughs> it makes life a lot easier. Being, being being outside and uh, always puts you at the mercy of the elements, right? And well, right now it's just the mercy of the sunshine. Well, there you go. <laughs> Why am I complaining about sunshine? Yeah. I don't I don't understand. No me. no reason to no reason to whatsoever. Well, when we when it comes time to, to close out the show, we're probably just going to end up saying goodbye and not playing the close, but but that's okay because I can't see where it is to get it started. So they've just called up the four players that are going to be winning the prizes today. They come on off, off onto the green and get announced uh, as the winners. And uh, Chris is going to be announced as the winner of uh, this year's Yes of All Hole One contest here shortly. Well, you know, we we just have to think about it. The, here's here's four people that are are probably just average 
front of the mail folks with regard to their golf lives. Uh, and they're going to get pretty much the royal treatment here as having won something of substance. And uh, we are, you've seen all of the presentation ceremonies and so on from the from the pros. You see on TV, whatever, and you go, oh, that, that would really be cool to be able to, be able to stand up there and, and, and receive some kind of uh, an accolade. And not to mention the money that those folks make, but uh, to be here and, and winning some one of these nice prizes, that's that's going to send a bit of a chill through your bones, I would think. Well, I would certainly think so. And, and now in this age today of you know instantaneous communication and YouTube and Twitter and Facebook and all that, you can let half the world know about it here before uh, you leave the parking lot, right? Absolutely, absolutely. They're texting away, probably, on their way to their car. You know, that's probably what was happening down there on the tee. There's probably the friends and family are there, and they're saying, okay, my my friend or my spouse or whomever is up, up hitting next, so hang on. I'm going to let you know what's going on. Absolutely. And I think we were, we were right, Pete, where you could definitely say that you saw Golf swings are all kind of all shapes and sizes down there today, and there's no uh, no one should feel intimidated at all about coming out here and trying this again uh, next year because uh, um, very clearly golfers at all levels were part of what, what happened here today. And uh, so, put it on your calendar for next year in, in November and look for it. And uh, come on out and take your shot. Yeah, you know, if they had the same kind of a same kind of a deal here, I mean. You're Put something in your budget now, and you know if you want to put fifty bucks in here and in your budget for next year, it's a year away. Put fifty bucks in your in your uh, in your mattress and uh, pull it out and come out here and play. And if they have these same kind of incentives as they had this year, two cans of food for an extra bag, or uh, bring a dozen golf balls and get an extra bag, uh, you know all of a sudden you can turn that fifty dollars into a, a hundred shots, and who knows what's going to happen. Yep, absolutely. Mike Berger was just announced seven feet two inches in second place. And Chris Rudy has been announced as the champion of this year's Fiesta Ball All in One contest. With a shot of six feet one inches here on the ninth hole at Arizona Bill That's amazing. That's really, really nice. Six feet, one inches. Six-foot Chris. That would be a great shot under any circumstances. And just compound it all with uh, the excitement and the pressure and thinking about it for several days because, uh, let's see, when Chris qualified on November the 8th, he qualified three, three days ago. He had a hole-in-one when he qualified as the clock on on the, uh, on the qualifying day, and uh, now he comes back here and converts it into a nice, uh, nice championship. So uh, good for him. Oh, he's getting his uh, picture taken with the Fiesta Bowl mascot up there. Telling the mascot to smile, but I think he has it pretty well built in. <laughs> yeah, that he does. That he does. Well, now, now all four of the gentlemen are getting indoctrinated in what it's like to win a golf event because now it's all time for pictures and media and photo ops and all, all of those things, right? Right, right. 
I don't know. Is that the, is that the Fiesta Bowl queen there, or is that that woman been announced yet? I don't know. It looks like there's some, some young ladies up there that are dressed in their they have their uh, sashes on, and they must be in the Fiesta Bowl court or something like that. Princesses or whatever. I don't know. I wonder who the lady was that was making the announcements here today. I don't recognize her. Now, these four gentlemen should probably head back here next weekend and play around the golf together or something like that because uh, they should, uh, there, could be a, there, could, there could be a good foursome for a lot of good stories to tell for a long time. Right? Absolutely, absolutely. And they all did they, and they all qualified with a hole-in-one, is that correct? Uh, let's see. Chris did. Uh, Mike Carter was in second, and I believe he had a hole-in-one also. Mike did have a hole in one. In fact, he, he had two shots at it today. In the second one, uh, he did have two holes in one during the qualifying. Uh, Tom Durkin, actually, he qualified on day four with a shot of 10 inches. So he did, he did not have one. And that's what we were talking about, about some of the players in the early days having, actually having a chance to qualify with, without a hole in one. Well, I like your idea of coming out here today and trying to qualify. I, I think that maybe has some merit to it, seeing as how it's uh, half a day, so therefore you don't have as many players that you're uh, going to get to head with. I, I think that might be the secret, is to come out here on, on this morning, and, uh, and not only qualifying for the finals, but uh, they do give away uh, prizes every day, and so if you're qualifying, 30 prizes every day, so if you're qualifying on the, and you're playing on a day when there's fewer, fewer contestants, you've got a better shot at uh, some of those 30 prizes, given that you take a day like yesterday when they had nine hole-in-ones, Mm-hmm. Uh, and, the bet, and then you have to be inside of a foot versus some of the earlier days when a two or three feet shot uh, gets you in. Doesn't doesn't seem like much of a difference, but it, it can be enough just to, just to get you on the board. Sure, and you're just you're just trying to you're just trying to play your way in uh, on any given day. Basically, you're trying to play your way in. But at any day that you have fewer fewer competitors, you have a better chance of playing your way in. It just stands stands to reason as far as uh, as far as my mind can. Can fathom. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, they're taking the pictures in front of the Wells Fargo stage coach now. Maybe he gets to ride shotgun in the parade. Oh, well, there you go. He gets to go up top with a cowboy hat on well, yeah, and, probably, and hold a carbine. I'll bet you he'd probably take a couple tickets to the Fiesta Bowl game, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he would trade that in for the uh, for the ride on the stage coach. Uh, yeah, there you go. It's hard to imagine, but those uh, little bowl games are right around the corner from us. Uh, watching the wow, watching is. the games last night, and most teams have played ten games or so already, and mm-hmm. just a couple couple weeks couple weeks left in the college football season. And uh, before you know it, we will be talking about who's coming out here for the for the bowl games. Well, it'd be nice to think that our friend John Blue, uh, founder of Golf Mix, would be able to be involved in some of those uh, games with the Cardinals, but um, it leaves a little little a little way to go yet, I think, don't they? Well, the Cardinals have to do a real turnaround here, and hope for the okay the bye week will allow them to do that. Uh, uh, tail of two seasons for them so far, that's for sure. Four up and then five down. So let's hope they can get it figured out here over the bye week and uh, get things going in the right direction for the last seven weeks. That is the one thing about the NFL. You know, if, you know if you're a nine and seven or even a ten and sixteen, you're gonna you know you're gonna have chance the playoffs, so you can make a strong finish and and get in. So. Let's hope they have that part of it figured out for the uh, the rest of the season. And yours in my hometown Lions aren't uh, aren't writing home about anything either, are they? Right now? 
they have been struggling this year. I, I am quite surprised. They played quite well last year, and uh, I thought they would really capitalize on that this year. But they got off to a very slow start, and uh, I might even be able to find out. Well, they lost again today. Pete, I just checked here on the phone, and they lost 34 to 24 to the Vikings. So uh, uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be their year this year. Well, while you've got that phone, I'll check my check my San Diego Chargers. I've got a soft spot in my heart for those folks. And they lost by the exact same score today, 34 The Chargers lost? They lost to Tampa Bay. Yes, they oh, did. Oh, my goodness gracious. So. Good, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye, coach. So, uh, yeah, not, not like this. So they are four and five now, I guess. So uh, they've got some work to do coming down the stretch as well. They were ahead in that game early. They scored first. Uh, I, heard, I heard the score uh, coming in. They scored first, and Tampa Bay came back, and they came right back and scored again. And, uh, oh, well.
We seem to have lost power there for a minute. We're going to just make sure that we're still on there. We're sure that we're on there, so I'm going to make a quick phone call here and see if we are. Uh, Tom, uh, why don't you give us a little more of a wrap up if you don't mind, Kirk?
in and we can get Chris's attention. We'll get him over here to say a couple words and then wrap, and then wrap up things here from the uh, Arizona Biltmore Golf Course. So again, I believe the party that Chris is going to be winning today is a 10-day uh, cruise to anywhere in the world, provided by all in America. So uh see what destination he might have in mind for that. And we're wondering if, I, if the home office is able to hear us. Permission. We are indeed back on the air, so that's that's good. So we're good to go. If we have some of the uh, winners to come by, I'm sorry for the delay there, but we had a little. All of a sudden, somebody jerked our cord. Somebody cut power. Somebody jerked our cord. Absolutely. So, but we're we're back now, so that's a good thing. So uh, everybody's kind of kind of going around here, giving their final final congratulations to everybody, and uh, shortly we hope to have uh, today's winner, uh, Chris Ruby, up here to talk to us and tell us a little bit about uh, uh, his chat here today and uh, maybe some of his, uh, his golfing uh, preferences. You know, this is amazing, and it's no reflection on Chris or anybody else, but when you win something, you suddenly become an expert. Well, you know. Isn't that something? That's a, it's, it's your moment in the sun, right? Absolutely. So take, have, advantage, take advantage of it. Because, you know, next week you, you might be uh, you <laughs> might be the high man in your forces, so you might as well. You might be back to whatever it was. That's uh, right. That's right. Well, we do have uh, Chris Rudy coming over and join us here now. Chris Kirkettinger, nice to meet you. Congratulations on the show here today. Hi, Chris and Peters. How are you? Nice to meet you. Put those on, and we'll chat with you for uh, just a moment here and uh, find out about this. So today, what, the, what, what, was your, what did you use for your winning shot today? I had an 8-iron. Okay. And uh, how did you feel kind of beforehand as you were getting ready to go? Well, I was nervous because of the fact I brought a wedge and a pitching wedge. Okay. A gap wedge and a pitching wedge because I thought it was going to be 125. Okay. Oh my! So who? So where'd you get the eight iron? The guy that I that hit a hole in one the day that I did was hanging out, and uh, I borrowed it from him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> did you offer him a, a dollar or two for I, the eight iron? I did offer twenty five percent if I did if I hit a hole in one. Well, good that you qualified. Now you're now. You're, as the grand prize winner, so they they confirmed you you're winning you're winning the ten day cruise. Uh, well, actually, we chose different. We flipped oh, the coin. Oh, you got to choose. Okay. Yeah. So, so there's a seven day Sears vacation. Okay. And so we the coin flip landed, and my okay. wife is happy regardless. So no, outstanding. Well, outstanding. So that, well, that's a, that's a great prize. That's for sure. So you hit an eight iron. Where did when you hit it? Did you did you feel it was sweet right from the go? I it, it felt it felt nice. Yeah. I, I thought I thought I hit a good shot. I thought it was a little hot coming off the club, so I wasn't sure if where it was going to land. Um, 
it looked like it kind of landed stuck like when it got up it, there. It just kind of hit and just, just, just sat right awesome, there. Awesome, awesome. The the thing is, I've been hitting. I, uh, when I was hitting the to get the hole in one, I was hitting low punch shots okay. with my wedge, trying to kind of knock it in there. Okay. And so this is just a full flight lob, you know, full club shot. You just hit it. Well, yeah. Was it just, yeah. Well, it wasn't even your club. I know. <laughs> That's a cool thing. That's a great part of the story. Yeah. It really is. Now, did you spend a lot of time during the qualifying to get the hole in one to get to get you here, or I the only? Was- is that the only day you were here? That's the only day I was here. It's for a networking event, actually. A okay. company hosted it, and we were there just to, you know, have some beers. And Your company hosted it? Uh, not my company, uh, a telecom company, uh, okay. Teleco Phoenix. Okay, yeah. there you go. Okay. And that's, is that where you work then? Nope, I work for Navy Company, Body Visual. Okay, very nice. Yeah. And uh, what do you do for them? Let's I, give them a plug, too. I'm in sales. Media audiovisual solutions. We do commercial, residential, and education. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. And where do you normally play golf? Wherever I can. Okay. <laughs> I don't, where, I don't have enough. Wherever and whenever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have an established handicap? I can say back in high school, I would uh, I would say I was about a six seven. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm probably. 20 to 6, 7. <laughs> so any given day, I could, uh... You know. So in other words, you're one of those guys that goes out and scramble and you can help. Correct. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could shoot, I could go out and shoot 100 or I could go out and shoot an 80. I, I used to say when I had my, when my handicap, well, I still have it, but I just haven't used it. But I used to say when I was a, an 11 and a 12, I used to say, I'm dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're dangerous today. Okay. That's Thank a, you. That, that shot looked like, it, you know, all of a sudden it hit up here, and it just had a little forward roll to it. Uh, but still, a great result for you, that's for sure. Yeah, thank you. I'm I'm still shocked. I'm, was it? Well, how did you feel physically? I mean, we've been talking about how these guys must be down there on the tee. They must be shaking. Their hands must be wet. You know, their mouth must be dry. Well, when the guy, the first guy that started, he had a great shot. And I thought he was going to just stuff it because of the nerves and everybody at the stage and everything. So after that, I just kind of chilled out and said, just let what happens happen. And, you know. Well, the very first player on the tee box. The very first guy was uh, not even eligible to win. Oh, really? Yeah, he was an invitation, invited guest to Wells Fargo, I think. And uh, anyway, he hit a real nice shot up by the right hand uh, yep. hole up there. He wasn't as close as your shot was to the million dollar uh-huh. hole. Though. And uh, you know, we did notice today that uh, out of the 52 shots, probably no more than 10 hit the green. And so I think that speaks to. Some of the was there a lot of talking going on down there around the tee, or people kind of loose, or was it kind of kind of tense? It was kind of tense, but people were congratulating when congrats congratulations were due. So okay. it was just you know everyone's kind of in their own head. Yeah, like, yeah they had to let you know you got to be polite. So sure, sure. So did you did you feel uh, when you actually stepped up to the tee box? I mean, did you did you feel confident? Do you were were you relaxed? Were you Look what I'm wearing. I mean, honestly, I had to go. I almost didn't come. We were hanging out, uh, watching the early games, drinking a Bloody Mary at my house, and I was contemplating not coming here. And uh, so I just said, just relax. You know, no offense to wearing golf shirts and everything, because I respect going out, you know, to a golf club. But I just said, relax, go have fun, and... Well, Chris, Gosh. Chris is very comfortable today. He's got a, he's obviously a Seahawks fan, because he's got a Seahawks jersey on. And uh, so he's...
Okay, I think I think we're back. I don't I hear again. I I'm hoping we're back. Okay. We well, we can hear us, but I don't know if anybody else can hear us. Alrighty. Well Chris is we have we let Chris go on to the other people and his friends and family for the day. So congratulations to him and Pete we had a we had a lot of fun out here today. We had a great event and I uh we have the opportunity to do this again next year under such under such beautiful conditions. That's yeah, it was sure. it was perfect. I I I hate to be out here in the rain doing yeah, this. You know, that's for sure. <laughs> well we wanna thank Mallory again and all the festival staff for all the help that they gave us in doing this and putting on such a wonderful event and uh we look forward to the opportunity to do this again next year with you Mallory. Yeah. This has been a lot of a lot of fun and let's uh Let's all hope it's uh, bigger and better next year because this has been this has been a great great event this year. Yes, it has, and I want to thank Mallory for hooking us up with all these uh, neat people and uh, getting us all taken care of when we're out here. So, uh, and Mallory and I are going to become best friends here pretty soon here for this for the rest of Fiesta Bowl season. She's got she's got some big things in line for the Boom and Debate Show. It's, <laughs> I can see the wheels turning. At least I think this wheels turning, Mallory. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Well, I tell you, we can't we can't see the computer well enough to give it the formal closing, uh, and and I and I don't even know if this, frankly, at this juncture is even on air right now. The power's back. I'm hoping it is. Uh, the indication is that it is, as far as the computer's concerned. Uh, but I may have had to dial in and I didn't get that done. So we're just going to say goodbye right now from the. Uh, Fiesta Bowl Hole-in-One Contest sponsored by Wells Fargo. And uh, we'll be back with, with our regular programming again tomorrow. We've got a program at uh, 9 o'clock in the morning, Wealth DNA with Ron Naraki, and then we've got our regular guests on the Boomer and the Babe show at 11. And so follow us on the uh, on, on boomerandthebabe.com uh, and also uh, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, take a look at us at blogtalkradio.com slash boomerandbabe for all of our upcoming shows. So with that, we're going to say goodbye. Everybody have a great afternoon and the rest of the day. Uh, we've got some out-of-town guests coming in, and we're off to have a little party going on at my house tonight. So, yeah, And, uh, Kirk, thank you very much for rearranging your schedule so you can be here with me today. It's a lot of fun, and I appreciate you took the time to do it. So with that, we'll say goodbye, everybody, and uh, absolutely have a, have a great rest of the day and a great week tomorrow, and I hope we can uh, see you again and talk to you again next week. Thanks, Valerie. Take care now. So much. Thank you.